Welcome back, everybody. This is Mark 131 of the Super Civil Servants Podcast. My name is Greg. I am the Bat Daddy 52 and bringing you a fun non-podcast fact about, or so we cover fact about this, is uh, Coach K has played Carolina 99 times, and he is 50 and 49, and they play tomorrow in the Final Four. So it's going to be very interesting how his career ends. So it'll be fun. See see what happens. Get into it. We're here this week talking about all the new stuff going on, some shows. we got a new show this week, continued coverage of Picard, continued coverage of Halo, and we get MCU's latest uh, rendition, or not rendition, but latest uh, show this week, uh, Moon Knight. Here to talk with my homeboy, Ross. What's going on, buddy? Not a whole lot. It's Friday. It's been a busy day. Been on my feet going since five. Tired. Mm. But I've loved the stuff that we've seen this week, so let's talk about it, man. Been. It's been a very, very good week of you, and I actually just watched all three shows we're going to talk about within the last four hours, so um, it's all fresh in my mind, and I'm excited to get it going, but uh, a little bit of news to talk about. You want to get into some news, and then, then we'll segue that right into the uh, show? Say that Halo news, or Halo yeah, man, we'll, point you want to talk about? From what we've seen this week so far, we've got we got a uh, release date for House of Dragons, so you're not, you're not big on the Game of Thrones, but we're getting that Game of Thrones in August. It's coming back uh, the 21st of August. So, you got plenty of time to catch up on eight seasons. I I was going to say, Game of Thrones is not one of those things that I dislike. It's just one of the things that I just never got around to watching. And and usually whenever I finally do get around to watching those shows, I'm pissed off myself for it. Like, I watched Breaking Bad like a year and a half ago for the first time, and I was so mad at myself. So, I mean, there's just certain things that, you know, we all know we, we got limited time and so much to watch so and if you miss something it's hard so much to stuff hard to but, yeah, um, i mean I, if i can catch up on it i will either way i'll probably end up watching the new show because we'll it's talk about it it's it's a good show you know i mean the, i don't know what the prequel's gonna do i'm kind of game of thrones doubt i feel like a lot of people may feel like that except like the you know the true boogie diehards so yeah. i it, look, it's on my list. That's about as far as we're going right now. Let's see what happens. What's really on my list is waiting for hopefully a Thor trailer any day now because the word on the street is that tickets are going to go on sale next week for Multiverse of Madness. So mm. we got to be seeing a Thor trailer pretty soon. You think you get the Thor trailer before the release? Maybe I think it probably comes a couple, a couple days beforehand. Before the release of? Of Doctor, or Doctor Strange. To be honest with you, oh yeah, it's gonna be oh. just just a few days though, not like anytime soon because we still got what a, over a month. Yeah, so well over uh, month, right? it's supposed to come out May sixth. So, okay, so right about if a month. The movie comes out May sixth. Well, that's two months. Uh, yeah, one month. Right. Yeah, we're in April. Woo! Are we April Fools? It is April Fools though. It is yeah. So if we have a month before it comes out, so we t- you know tickets should go on sale next week. I would imagine so before like we hit the Easter holiday and then I'm pretty sure we should see at least see the first teaser trailer for love and thunder before then. So we'll see. I mean, national championship game would be a good place to debut that, even though that's not that's well, a week and a half away. So, I mean, that's a week and a half away. That gives you three weeks before the movie tomorrow. to get, you get a teaser now they, and you can do it tomorrow and drop. coach K can have more than one problem. Yeah. That's true. I don't know, man. I don't know if they'll do it tomorrow, but I tell you that game tomorrow is bigger than the national championship. Uh, More people are going to be tuned into that game than they are the national championship. I guarantee it. Well, I don't know. It depends on if Duke goes on. I'm sure people will be watching that, but either way, sorry, I got 
basketball in the brain. Um, yeah, I honestly don't really know anything about Thor Love and Thunder. Like, there was a point a few months ago where I just stopped, like, diving so deep into following stuff and then finding information on stuff. And it's really made my viewing more enjoyable. Um, so there's not much I know about it. I'm going to try to keep going into it with kind of a blind or, you know, or no knowledge of it. But we'll see what happens. See what happens. It, it's an MCU yep. property, man. It's an MCU movie, man. I, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be good. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are on the fence because a lot of people either loved or hated Ragnarok. So that's what's kind of, that, I know that's what's setting people up for like a, I guess a showdown, if you will. You know, like people are trying to figure out, like if they see that first trailer and they don't like it, it may get more hate than this Morbius movie that just came out today. I mean, uh, that movie is getting so much hate. I hate hearing like that it. too, man, because uh, that's actually where Sarah's at right now is, is, is watching Morbius. Um, she may join us later and she may give us some thoughts on it. I was actually trying to get a group of people together to watch Morbius on Sunday afternoon, but I have an issue at the house. I have to uh, end up replacing some subflooring this weekend. So can't no movies for me, but uh, it's making me less and less excited to see this movie. But I, I try not to listen to like reviews and opinions on that kind of stuff because a lot of times mine differ from there. That's why I want to hear what Sarah has to say because I can trust Sarah's opinion. Yeah. Most of the stuff that she likes, I like. So it's going to be that's going to be kind of my judgment. Even though I'm still probably going to see it, but how excited for it I am. Real I, I'm probably not going to rush out to see it. I mean, I look, I I do truly appreciate that Sony is trying to like assemble something. Um, I, I, I hate that, you know, we keep going with the back and forth in the contracts between MCU and and Sony, but I mean, they're not going to let it go, not especially since MCU helped them build it up. So I I just don't have much of an interest. I mean, like I'm not, I've never been crazy on Leto. So like that's probably like my biggest holdback. But the other part of it is too, like, I mean, I'm not super crazy about the Morbius character. There's, there's there's enough room for one Batman in my life, so. Yeah. I mean, I like the Morbius character, mainly just from the animated series, you know, when I was younger and when I've rewatched it as of recent. But just, it is funny, it's plasma in the show, and obviously it's going to be blood in the movie because they had to change the plasma for the actual cartoon for kids. But um, mm -hmm. this is not a movie I'm rushing out to see. And, and it's funny you say that about Jared Leto because there's, like I said, I was trying to get a group of people up to get, go see it this weekend, and I had two of them tell me just, I'm not interested in seeing Leto in anything. <laughs> like, didn't even care that it was, you know, that that it was a comic book movie, that it was Morbius, that it's connected to this universe. They just, they don't want to see Leto. And I was like, wow, I didn't realize he turned people off that much to the movies. Now, I'm sure there's people that love Leto. I, I'm I'm right down the middle with him. Like, there's nothing he's ever done to blow me away. There's nothing he's ever done to make me hate him. You know, I've never well, seen a performance and been like, damn, that sucked. He's but I he's got that. We work movie that they've been advertising like crazy on um, Apple. And I'm telling you, like I've seen ads for it all over the place, but then like there's so much hate because like he wore a prosthetic nose, you know I mean? We, I hear all these things Did about he? Pam and Tommy where they're, they're, you know, everything is prosthetic and, you know, uh, Sebastian stands, you know, made to look taller than he actually is and, like all this fakeness, but there was no reason for him to wear like a prosthetic nose. I don't know the truth behind that. Let me Look, let me I'm go ahead and lie. say that I've only read it. I I was watching. I saw the preview for that, and I was looking at. It and I was like, 
why does he look different? What's different about him? Is does he really look like that with like just at just like a normal role playing a normal person? I, I just couldn't believe it. And I was like, he just does not look like Jared Leto, but that makes sense if you're saying that he wore a prosthetic nose, which once again, why? But it's what I've heard. So yeah, it would make sense. Because I I I'm not saying I didn't recognize him, but I definitely thought something was off. You know. Um what were we talking about before we got into <laughs> Oh, hold on. So I think we I think we chased a squirrel into uh, Morbius. Yeah. Talk. Oh, we were talking about Thor: Love and Thunder, the preview. Well, yeah. So if people hate, if people like or hate Thor, is really going to depend on what people's interests are going to be for that movie. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to it because you know, I mean, I think one of the best things about it is that you have something to pull you back uh, into the MCU that you hopefully remember mm. as much as I love all of the MCU movies. I mean, I love the idea of going back to watch it. I may have time here and there to kind of throw movies on, but you know, I mean, we're getting like moon Knight. We got all these Disney shows. We got, I mean, they're just throwing so much at you so fast. It's new. There's almost no time to go back and watch something old. Yeah. The, like as, as much as I love the original star Wars movies, you turn around and like the MCU is so like, that's a lot of kids, original star Wars. That's going to be with them. 23, some movies, you know, Mm -hmm. plus now shows and everything else. That's hard to beat. And like, I love, I loved that journey of watching all of those. So I stick with the idea of whatever they give me, I'm going to take and I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to try to enjoy at least and then (laughs) see what happens. Yeah. Well, with the Star Wars thing, like you're saying with some kids, that's that's their Star Wars. I look at it kind of like James Bond. Like, you know, we're the same age. Uh, I, for me, James Bond starts with Pierce Brosnan, mm-hmm. you know, but I know there's plenty of James Bond before that. But for me, it's like from there on, you know, like so, so I kind of Star Wars, I guess, kind of like that with kids nowadays. Like, yes, there's other stuff before me, but mine starts right here with Clone Wars or or the the prequel trilogy or something like that so yeah i get that my saber just went off um what else man other news let's see we got i'll stick with disney real fast uh obi-wan kenobi's moving until friday the 27th sorry i didn't clarify that i I was basically saying that disney's trying to take over your whole week now i mean if they continue with marvel stuff that comes out if they keep pushing that on wednesday i mean you're talking two days a week that they can have where they're they're getting all of the ratings, not to mention all the other days where people don't get the first viewing, uh, whether it be on Wednesday or Friday. They started off with Friday showings. I I feel like the only reason that they moved it back to Wednesday was because they could pad their viewership. And so it gave them all the hardcore people on Wednesday, mm-hmm. people who wanted to catch up on Thursday. And then Friday it was all your like family, people at home or people who didn't watch throughout the week because they work or work too much. So it's interesting now because I was always questioning how are they going to do it when they start getting so much content months ago? I said it when we were talking on this show, like how are they going to do it? Mm-hmm. Cause eventually they're going to have too much. Do right. they keep busting it all out on the same day or are they going to stagger days? Staggering is the only thing that makes sense. If you want to make money, you want to sit there and take your little, little, but fantastic uh, library that you have. And then, turn your streaming service into like the most watched streaming service. Yeah. I mean, I, I bet you it's up there with some of the juggernauts as one of the most watched ones. It, 
Disney is going to try to get you to watch them every day. I, I don't think that they'll have too much, though. I think that they're they're probably ahead of the game enough where they realize that they know we're too much. St- where, where there's so much content, it starts to become like not productive for them to have that much out at one time. Mm-hmm. Where people can't be that much. I'm sure they have some kind of algorithm for that, but I don't know, man. Like the thing is, though, it doesn't really. I, I feel like some of the stuff that's put out on Disney, you make time for. You know that like like even if you can't catch up on it, you're gonna make time to see it. You'll stay up an extra hour to watch this. You know you'll wake up an extra hour early to watch this. You'll not go do this to make sure you see this thing coming out because it's so mainstream right now, and it's one of the things that at least in my groups that everybody's talking about. Yeah, totally. I mean, somehow or another. I don't think uh, I think that they're smart enough not to give you too much. They're not gonna force feed you, but at the same time. They have two, they have many more than just two, but two really big names and stuff like, especially like I, we are interested in. I mean, you take Star Wars and Marvel and you you have to separate that because at the same time that you want to keep both of those going, it's, it's almost not enough if they just do a Marvel show and then a Star Wars show and then a Marvel show and then a Star Wars show. They almost have to do it simultaneously with a couple weeks off given like, you know, whenever like the peak season that people don't watch TV is, right. uh, but I'm, I'm all for it. I'm not going to complain if they are, I'm actually not sure I have to go back and check, but I'm not sure if they have another show on Wednesday or if they're just doing it because it's getting closer to summer or what the case may be. So, well, I would think they also have to keep in mind with that too, with scheduling is, is, Although people are going to watch Disney, people are also going to watch other stuff too. Because I know like oh, Thursday yeah. nights is just locked in for for um, Paramount yeah. Plus. The stuff coming out, you know, at least the stuff that I'm watching on it coming out. <clears throat> um, and it seems like a lot more streaming services are going to more of a weekly stream anyway. But uh, keeps those ratings, man. It definitely does. And welcome to the show, Miss Taylor. Ms. How are Katie. you doing? Oh, Miss Taylor. Oh, I'm sorry. Katie, what's up? <laughs> I, I saw I saw a female come on. I just assumed it was it was Sarah. Katie, what's up? I know I surprised you. You did. Sorry. How are you doing? I'm good. We just got back from Morbius and I needed a palate cleanser. Mm, gotcha. Gotcha. Palate cleanser. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm this is one of these movies that I was actually really excited before, but everything I've heard about it so far has not been good. And you're one of the people whose opinions I trust. So um, non-spoilers, but uh, just, you know, overall thoughts. You said you need a palate cleanser. Yeah. So it was really stunning visually. Um, Lito gives an okay performance and Smith gives a great performance but they really did him dirty. Matt Smith, they did him dirty. Um, and so, and then the story's just all over the place. And then it like spins in a circle. <coughs> and then it add, like adds some, a couple new things to like the tornado. And yeah, it's trash. <laughs> so <laughs> That's crazy. Ooh. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's something that I'm still going to go see. I mean, Sarah's telling me something. I'm sure it's something that I'm going to go see once again, because I want to cover it. But I'm really hating to hear that, man, that, that, that I hear. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I'll hear a bad review or a few bad reviews, but there's some good stuff in there. Uh, but wow, I'm just hearing all negative stuff for this movie so far, but uh, we'll see. What's yeah. Going. I don't know. Sarah! Hey, Sarah. And Sarah just returned from the movie theater. Did you, y'all didn't go together. No, y'all didn't go together, right? No. <laughs> what did I, say? I was like, wait a second. We FaceTimed throughout the whole thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> what's up, Sarah? 
Hey guys, what's going on? Oh, hold on. We, we actually hadn't got any of the shows. We were just talking a little news. <laughs> well, I didn't know if I was going to make it or not because I hadn't seen anything. Because basically, like this morning, I work, but technically, I took vacation. So I was mm. kind of, you know, in and out and all that kind of stuff. So, but I caught up on Halo and Picard. So I'm there. That's what's up. I have not seen either of those. I saw the topics, but I was like, you know, it's been a while since I've been here. I need to make an appearance. And especially since I was like, okay, you know, Matt's doing his thing. <laughs> I'll be here for Moon Knight. I'll just chime in randomly, you know. That's what's up. Well, well especially, like I told you guys, it's my sweet 16. Yeah, ah, congratulations. Happy anniversary. Yeah, yes, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> well, that's but, awesome. Anyway. The room just filled up. That's what's up. <laughs> So where were we? I guess we were in the middle of news. Um, what did you think, Sarah? Hold on. We'll go ahead and yeah, do this. Yeah. Oh, we got, yes, we got right. Katie's yeah. view. Non-spoilers. Um, should I be excited to go see this movie? What, Morbius? Yeah. Okay. Put it this way. There's no um, prefacing going on. Brian liked it. Okay. Now, the reason I say that is because... Now, granted, we were the only ones in the theater. <laughs> it wasn't really? like four... But it was at like 4.30 this afternoon, too. So. Okay. Um, I liked it. I I really did. I mean, there there probably could be some criticism, but for the most part, it was a fun film. I mean, it was. I turned off Twitter because I didn't want to hear anything because I knew <laughs> just just because of being Jared Leto. I mean, I was like, you know, like eh, whatever. But I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, I'm gonna go try to pick it apart. I mean, I'm gonna take it just for a comic book film, you know, that kind of thing. But for the most part, I enjoyed it. The kids loved it. Brian even was like, I like this. And for him to say that, you know, especially after his trash talk of um, Halo. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it surprises me. Yeah. But yeah, no, we, we, as all four of us, we liked it. So. Can I ask you a question? Was he just being nice because it's your anniversary? No, he just, actually walked joking. in and he was, no, seriously. <laughs> and that's that. what's so funny because, I mean, he'll, he'll let you know right off the bat. He's like, oh, I don't want to say it. I don't, I don't really care to see it. I said, well, we're going to go see it. I don't care. We're going to see it. And actually, as soon as the ending, it was like, that was pretty good. I liked it more than I thought I would. I was like, yeah, right, there you go. Matt and I tend to lean more positive, And we both were like, no. He <laughs> said two. I said one and a half. I ended up giving it a one. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's the best you know piece of yeah. film I'm going to watch this year. But, I mean, you know, just face value, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to go back and see it again. I can wait till it comes out. Let's talk, put it that way. Talk about but, the graphics. Were they good? I thought, I thought so. I mean, I thought yeah. it was it was very fluid. The flying and that kind of stuff wasn't crazy? It was very fluid. Not Matrixy. You don't want Matrix flying. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of... Mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk some trash about the show. So I mean, yeah. like, you go ahead. Like, it's I I enjoyed the visuals of it. I thought the graphics were really well done. I did. Uh, that's too much spoiler. I can't say that. <laughs> like I said, to, it it was very fluid. It wasn't very. I didn't feel like it was very. You know, static. It it had a flow. Mm-hmm. It had like this flow it was going with, and I thought it was kind of cool. That kind of. I felt like just kind of moved it along a little bit. Um, so no breaks. It didn't make you feel like you were looking at your 
watching. Well, then it. again, I felt like I was riding a roller coaster watching it too because we were in the 40X theater. So I thought at one so point. So you were, were truly flying. Yeah. So I thought at one point we were going to lose Claire. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> I looked over there and she was like, <laughs> of course, you know, she's like 60 pounds soaking wet up that much. Oh, but, gosh. Um, but yeah, but I think I probably enjoyed it more because I was in the 40X theater because there was a lot to kind of more keep your attention into what was going on. But for the most part, I mean, there, there was a lot of action. And that was one thing Brian said to He was like, there's, there's a lot of action in it. You, I mean, don't. Okay. But it's, it's not 100% flat. <laughs> but it, it's, it's interesting. I would it's, say it's interesting. It's unlike any vampire property I've seen before. <laughs> yes. And I watch a lot of vampire stuff. I mean, that's a pretty high praise. I mean, I think it's not Twilight. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Russ, it it's is no sparkling. <laughs> if it's unlike, look, we've seen all of the different vampire <laughs> edits, you know, whether it be teeny weeny boppers or whether it be Blade or, you know, the old school Dracula. If it's unlike anything, then I mean, that could be a high praise. Or it could be like, it's like nothing I've ever seen and I did not like it. Not in a good way, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, so I have a question. Well, two questions for you. One, um, do you see this fitting into the Venom universe? Like, does it does it does it fit well? Can you see those two crossing over? As I, so, so Venom is mentioned. Okay, so there so there is a mention. Okay, hmm. I I think so. I, so I you I don't think, think it would? It's it, I don't it's think it would different. be too out of the realm. Okay. Let's put it that way. I've seen the end credits, and so I have like I do know what I, happens. I, I smacked my head at the end credits. Yeah, that's that's what, well, that kind of threw me for a little bit too because I'm just like, mm, okay. I was in the movie theater, so I didn't know if like what I saw was complete. So I didn't like have a whole lot to say on that, but I did stumble across it. Well, I'm like sure I stay for it because that was actually going to be my next question was if there was an end credit scene. So. I did. I happened to stumble across that, and I did see there's two. So that's why I was like, okay. stay, stay, stay. <laughs> I, hate that, I think the one thing I didn't like, I think it was just like like the beginning credit and ending credit visuals. I didn't like that. See, I liked those. I didn't. Ooh. I don't know why. I don't. I didn't feel like it fit. I don't. Know, it was just weird. This is my new co-host for Slice of Film, y'all. <laughs> See how we're gonna interact. You got this movie. But we agree on the majority of things. We yeah, we agree on the majority of things. This is a rarity, y'all. Hmm. I don't okay. know. Maybe, maybe for me. Maybe for me because it just felt like it was a bit dated but then again a lot of dated is the shit now so well in reality the movie's like three years old four years old so yeah well it's true. a little dated <laughs> yeah to get a point there well, Very good point. I, th I think you guys have successfully convinced me out of rushing out to go see it like I don't need to make time to go see it this weekend yeah I can, I don't think when I get around to it I'll see it but but I will say this don't let whatever criticism that you hear color it. Right. Well, I still, I still, this is, a, still this is a type of, it. yeah, this is a type of film. It's like, yeah, people are going to talk shit about it. Yeah. Point. I mean, that's, that's just a given. Yeah. And some can be very visceral. Some can be just like, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. But I just, have a positive review from one of the people at my writer's blog. He wrote the review for the site and it was positive. So yeah. if you want Greg, I can send you that. Yeah. Well, I actually, I haven't read anything on it. I've just seen headlines and heard people talk. So like, I'm trying yeah. to stay away from, you know, I, I'm in this new thing now of not learn the learning as little as possible as I can. And it's mm -hmm. making my enjoyment or my view yeah. on enjoyment. 
much much more. Dude, and I stumbled across the lightsaber battle from Obi Wan between him and Vader, and I'm like, how did I get here? What, what? is the internet doing April to me? <laughs> no, actually, it's very true. <laughs> Unfortunately, it really screwed me over because I'm the same way. I've been right in that same boat. Like, I don't want to see a whole lot. But then yeah. as I'm just, you know, scrolling, not even doom scrolling, just going through casually and see what's coming <laughs> up out of nowhere. It's like, boom, scene. You're not going to see anywhere. And then like five minutes later, it's gone. So did y'all see, did you look at that uh, Shadows of the Empire uh, little spoiler I sent y'all the other yeah. day? Yeah. I'm still going to buy that book. In fact, I think I've already pre-ordered that book. Shadow but... of the Sith? Shadow of the Sith. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Not Shadow of the Empire. Yeah. Shadow of the Sith. Yeah. <laughs> there was a little spoiler put out about it the other day and I was like, hmm. Interesting. But. You you saw it, Ross. Sarah, do you care? I saw it. I mean, I saw the, the blip, but I don't think I actually saw it. Saw it so. Was it in the excerpt, Greg? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Do you think you're talking about the same one? Okay. Yeah, it's Anakin. Yeah, the Anakin thing. Yeah. So, okay. Just making sure. I say I don't think it was like a secret. Like I mean, I thought I saw it. No. Internet, but but I. Just they know. did that to get more people to buy the book. But the cover on that is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely buying the book. I mean, I've gotten so much into Star Wars reading now. Well, not re okay, I don't want to say it reading because I'm listening to audiobooks. But I've gotten into Star Wars books big time. Yeah. It, I, don't let people tell you that listening isn't reading. You are still consuming the book. Yeah. It is reading. Yeah. My sister's got um dyslexia so she can't physically read so she listens to all of her stuff and people will be like oh well that's not actually reading no it is reading i promise you it's reading it's devoting time to it yeah yeah i agree it's just it's just listening to audiobooks for me it just doesn't work the same because i i fall asleep too easily and i'm sorry it's just <laughs> if i hear like a you know a drone if especially if it's a droning voice it's just i that takes me out but me it's like actually having the the actual page and turning it so when i yeah. fall asleep and it falls in my face i'm like okay i'll wake back up you know that kind of thing <laughs> so you know <laughs> i've fallen behind on my reading because i've been playing uh knights of the old republic on the um <laughs> which is great well, you're still I like seven I bucks mean, digital same thing yeah I'm, I'm still learning and it's great because i just got done with the um the uh uh, Revan book. So now yeah. playing Knights of the Republic, it's like okay, cool. Now some some I see some connections here. It's really, really sweet. Of course, I'm a Sith. You know, I've I've tried to make my character as Sith as possible. Like, Just going around every, smacking kids all Will Smith thing I can do. Yeah, killing people, <laughs> telling people no, screw off. Like, and I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. But like, is there any point in time where like I'm away from Bastila and like I'm I'm actually with like Malak or somebody like actually being a Sith, or am I just like this <laughs> asshole Jedi the whole time? I'm not sure yet. So we'll <laughs> I think I think I've gone to like four planets so far, so I think I've only got two planets left. That will be me next week when Lego Skywalker Saga comes out. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So yes. I'm in a weird place because, like, we have one who's about to have a birthday. He's actually he's a May Fourth kid, and I'm like, I want to get it for you, but I also want to like change your like system that you play on for your birthday so like i don't want to like buy it twice so i'm really kind of trying to figure out what to do with it what so system like is games. it uh it's ps4 right now but i mean we're pretty much an xbox family so mm. uh, hey right, is what right. it is hey i'm an xbox house don't, don't we don't differ hey. on a whole lot greg but don't hey, don't hey. i mean there's nothing wrong with xbox look 
Look, I used to have an Xbox, then I got a PlayStation, and I was like, wow, what have I been doing for years? But, I, you know, you know, Xbox is still a great system. You have a- I don't have time to play, so, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it hey. means shit to me. As long as I you don't talk about Elden Ring, I don't really care because I'm about over that shit. God. As someone that I listen to always says, you know what? I always remember the days back when you used to have Burn In on screen, and I'm glad they don't have that much anymore because mine would just say game over, or you died <laughs> constantly. <laughs> That's why I like the Lego games is because they're very simple. You so can this play one has, it. You could play it and First not apart, like get over come back all over again. Yeah, you just like regenerate right there. You may lose some coin, but like you you start right back. Oh my god! They seem to have complicated this one though. They so we'll see. Coins. Like I gotta get coins. <laughs> I break everything. There's just enough rage Smash in there where everything. it's not like. You know, it's just enough rage in there and the violence where it's not like gory, gory, and you're like literally, you know, you just yeah, that's it. yeah. And, reality, and before you get tables. to the next room, you have to go through and like break everything down that yes. you defeated all the enemies. You break, yes, break, break, break. yes. Story, story, story. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be the most technical Lego game ever, which it should be, considering that it was supposed to come out like in 2020. So, well, I like the little puzzles you have to do though. Mm-hmm. I do like the little puzzles. Of course, you know, that's when I get, I rage at that a little bit. So this game, the, this game was originally supposed to come out before I started dating my husband. Can I, can I be honest with y'all? Uh, I've never played any Lego games and I have no idea what y'all are talking about. You're going to have to get this what game one. Y'all are talking about. I'm not up on gaming news. Like, They're I so this, fun. Oh, They're I, so I, fun. I they are. I just, you know. Watch Rebels or play or play, you know, games. Greg, how many monitors do you have in front of you? You got two? (laughs) You can do both. (laughs) Greg, you are going to have to get this and then we're going to have to play. I will literally get like the online subscription. We can like co-play online. Okay. I'm down. Yeah, I smashed all like the Marvel ones. I don't know if we've, I've played the Star Wars ones, I think on like Mm -hmm. iPad or something, but. I have like a DS. I mean, well, I've been playing those since. I remember like mm-hmm. God, pregnant with the boy, you want to look at a DS, and the like, first game I got was a freaking Lego, and I can't remember if it was Lego Batman. Oh, that's the OG, mm. dude. Oh, that's the OG. <laughs> was it DC Villains or something? Called something like that? No, it was straight up DC. It was Lego Batman. Yeah, that's how. <laughs> Greg, the beauty of the Lego games is that they're pretty much all formatted the exact same. Mm-hmm. You get coins, you learn you new get stuff, okay. gold bricks, like, and sometimes there's like somebody you have to rescue. So in like, the Marvel, you always have to find Stanley. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, I don't remember who the Star Wars one used to be, but like in Harry Potter, it's like there's a student in peril, mm-hmm. and so it's like it's all based the same. So you you know all the controls and everything, and you can go game to game, and it's literally all the same. So it's like it's kind of like a modern day Mario is what it sounds like. Well, you're always playing with a team, and you yeah. get to change between characters too. Mm-hmm. So and then once you get through like the people. first version of it, and you can go back and free play. Oh, that's what oh, it's yeah. really so it's fun. like the Ultimate <laughs> Alliance game. The the um, they used to be where you get to have the uh, different characters and play. Literally, the only game like I Lego. play okay. is Mario stuff or Lego. That's yes. it. I don't yes. play anything else. Yeah, I got like that. Generally, it's always sports for me. Like, I'm usually just play if I'm playing on my PS4, it's sports, which I had the best game of Madden ever Race in my life the other day. Um, and then <laughs> recently, and I bought my daughters the Switch like two years ago, right? But since then, now they're both teenagers. Well, one's 
about to be 16 and one's you know about to be 13 but um since they've gotten older they've grown out of switch now they have the vr and they have their iphones and ipad and so they don't use a switch anymore so now i'm using the switch switch is a damn awesome ass system mm-hmm. like it's awesome i take it to work with me use it on my lunch break it's really cool <laughs> i <laughs> sold like, mine for more awesome. than we bought it for <laughs> wow. like no kidding and that's a good return on investment <laughs> yeah that's because like everyone else is playing everything else and switch just sat there half the time i pick it up every mm-hmm. once in a while and play the little free games that you download but i mean shit like after a while i'm like 400 i'll give you a couple games come buy it and someone was like coming to get it i'm like wow I was expecting to be talked down. <laughs> I'm loving it, man. So it's it's basically for me, it's like a jacked up version of Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh what's the what's the Sega one? What was the one with uh well the Wii? No, we Sega had Game had Boy. One. Oh well. That came Sega out right after Game Boy. Then you had like the, the PSP? PlayStation yeah, PSP had one. I had a PSP. Oh. It's actually mm-hmm. more similar to a PSP. Now yeah. I think about it. But I'll think about but it. But it's got the Game Boy games. Yeah. Because Nintendo's <laughs> games are just more like friendly and everything. Whereas mm-hmm. like PlayStation, Xbox are like doom, violence. Ah! Yeah. All the time. All the time. Nintendo well, you know, is funny. bleeds or bleeding coins. It's, it's <laughs> funny. Like games like Knights of the Old Republic, the reason why I never played games like that is because I've never enjoyed that fighting style. Like I've never enjoyed the whole you, you, you approach and then we approach and then you pick a move and I pick a move and blah, blah, blah. But now that I've played the game, I realize that I didn't like that fight style because I didn't understand how to do it properly. <laughs> now that I'm into the game and I know how to do this properly, I'm okay. It's like a math problem, kind of. It's almost like a puzzle you're solving. What yeah. can I do? And, and it, it's fun. It, it's really, really fun. And I wish that I would have learned how to fight in these style games when I was younger because I would have probably enjoyed a lot Dude, of these games. People drop cash on these games. Like, uh, I don't remember what's the Star Wars game that is. Um... It's always like four on four. You have your like however many people you choose, but it's on the phone and everything else. Anyway, dude, I had an old neighbor that dropped north of $700 on that game. On his phone? On the phone. What? Whoa. I'm like, you may have a problem. Like I may have many problems, but you, sir, have like a identifiable (laughs) problem that you should really address. That's, That's a bit... Yeah, that's dude. That's a brand new car payment. <laughs> yeah, brand new like truck payment. Anyway, yeah. so people drop money on things like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a few lightsabers <laughs> if you go to the right website. That's a hella cosplay. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, were we done with news? <laughs> what was the last thing I talked about? I, I, I don't even know, man. We just we were, we were talking. Sorry, about Craig. I joined point. in and like threw everything off. We're waiting for oh, the I Thor did say, trailer. Don't worry. For trailer, Multiverse so. of Madness tickets could go on sale next week. Right, guys. I'm telling Maybe you. I'm moved. telling you. That's why. Really? That's why I'm saying it. 40x in Raleigh. Let's do it. Actually, it's an apex. Apex. Yeah, I did apex. see that. Okay. It's an apex. Okay. Closer to you, farther away from me. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. I, I don't live that close. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I was just saying. There's an airport right there. <laughs> just fly. I live like three hours away. I'm not taking an airplane. Yeah, like three and a half hours away. I mean, it's a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> to go see a movie? Definitely. Yeah, it's worth it. Was it two? Were we two hours? We were all about two hours. Yeah, apart, <laughs> yeah. In the, I in just started time. a new job. I can't take time off yet. <laughs> Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, that was the last thing. Obi Wan Kenobi moving yeah. to the Friday. We get two episodes. So yeah, 
that's that's got to be for celebration. There, because celebration is the 26th through the 29th. Sorry if y'all already said that, but I'm betting they're doing like a premiere of the first episode, the first day of celebration, and then everybody will get to watch both episodes the day after. So the thing about the only I did see this like totally being connected, but the only thing that I have a problem with why that would be the reason is only because going to like celebration. I mean, you ever been to a celebration, Katie? Oh, I keep trying to, I can't make it work. So it's always like straight chaos and all of the stuff that they're doing with Disney and like the park and the, like they're doing the shoot. I can't remember the name of the rides right now, but they're basically pacing everyone through the motions to try to get everyone to come to the park. And so they're doing that. I mean, not that it really matters, but like the angels are doing a thing on their field. Everything is going to happen on those few couple days. And when Greg and I were talking about it, my only reasoning was that makes sense to me. It's because they're starting to get to a point to where they're going to have Star Wars and Marvel content side to side. And just like when they first came out with Disney Plus, they put everything on Friday mm-hmm. and they decided to back it up to Wednesday. And I think they did that because of ratings, because it worked with them. Wednesday to, to Sunday, it gave their viewership, you know, a whole two additional days for people to watch stuff. And now they're starting to reach a point where they have so much content, you can now double dip by bringing it out in two different days and see what happens with your actual program. But Obi-Wan Kenobi is not fully moving to Fridays. It's just that first Friday. It's the only, that's it? Yeah. Because I tried to follow it up with, uh, also to, to verify that, but I couldn't get it. I got a guy that I talked to that knows some things, but I haven't heard that yet. Um, there was it was in the official Star Wars article. Um, there they said the rest of the season. Here, here's the link. I found it. Because I was trying to figure Star out too guy. what else they were going to have on there. Like if they were going to do another show simultaneously with normally, like they've done such a good job of. As I was t- telling Greg, it was Marvel, Star Wars, Marvel, Star Wars, and so I wonder at what point they're going to cross that bridge. Fans will be treated to the first two episode installments, ugh, first two installments at launch on that Friday with subsequent episodes debuting each Wednesday. Cool. Well, there you cool. go. And now, you know. I was always told too, or always told, I was told too that we were going to get Mandalorian right off the bat. But what the guy didn't tell me is like, no, you're going to get him in Boba Fett. And I'm like, right. <laughs> I could have used that information. He was like, no, I couldn't tell you that information. I'm like, <laughs> Ross <laughs> <laughs> got a guy, man, on the inside. That's pretty cool. Ross doesn't have a guy. It's you all gotta make friends, man. That's right. It's banned out. It's pretty good for a guy with no social media. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I did live near <laughs> like, the like, ranch, so all I'm gonna say is I met some people. <laughs> that's what's up. Um, well, I think that's all the news we have, right? Yeah. Is there anything else it. we were talking about? Okay. Y'all want to hop into some shows? Do it, do it. I'm good to talk about Moon Knight, but then I'm going to hop off after that. Well, let's do it first then. Okay. That works for me. Uh, Marvel's latest uh, show, Moon Knight. I'm going to say I, I know nothing about Moon Knight going into this. Absolutely nothing other than the fact, like I've said on this before, is people told me it's, it's Marvel's Batman. Okay. After watching this first episode, I do not see Marvel's Batman, and that's fine because I wasn't like going to be disappointed <laughs> if it wasn't. Uh, but I really enjoyed this show. Um, takes you to kind of a different place. 
I don't know if it's because I don't know much about the character that I'm going that I'm the whole time that everything's going on. I'm trying to figure this out. I don't know if having more knowledge would have given you a better viewing of it the first time, but um, the way it ended and the, the pace of the show, everything worked well for me. I'm really excited for it, and I think Marvel has another great product out. What do y'all think? It came flying straight out the gate. I mean, that's that's all I yeah. can say. It's just like you know, just constantly. It was. I was I was really impressed. I mean, it it was that was another one that I really, you know, I knew I was going to watch it, but it wasn't anything I was like you know counting down to see or anything like that. But it was it was really cool. And like I said, especially with Moon Knight, I want to know more about it, especially since it has that Egyptian kind of thing to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like you know Egyptian curses and shit like that. I'm like yes, I'm all about it. So, but man, that was just some crazy shit though. I was just like, what is this? What is going on with this dude? <laughs> and can I give a can I give a, a little love for Ethan Hawke too? I'm like, oh my god. Dude, the opening scene was crazy. <laughs> I was not expecting the show to open like that, but not only did it open like that, but then I turned around and find out that that whole thing was Ethan Hawke's idea. I, I was, wonder if there's a meaning behind it. So what he what he said was that in order to see you've never seen game of thrones you're gonna ruin my thing it's like a penance right yeah so it's a penance thing so at the end of the day like it's it's essentially trying to make him one of the people and with that he is like this whole deal that he's doing judging people is a burden and not only is it a burden to him but it's a burden that he has to do it so he's using that action of penance to be as I'm doing this to all these people, mm-hmm. I'm what doing it like literally walking around, like busting my yeah. feet open. So it's, it's like totally, Hannibal. totally weird. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Katie, what do you think? For me, I wish there had been two episodes because mm-hmm. I feel like for how different they're going, they needed, I'm not saying it was bad by any means. I actually really enjoyed the episode, but I'm not, fully in that mindset i think because and i i like the week-to-week episodes but i think it needed to have that second one to just give it more weight and provide the meat that people were looking for i wasn't necessarily confused by what was going on because i knew like the bare bones of the character but it would have been nice to like see mark specter actively get in gear instead of in that last 30 seconds and actively be able to see okay the the switch versus like I, a lot of people liked the scene um like where he was in the village and he just kept blacking out and then would like find all these dead people around him mm-hmm. <laughs> i didn't like Been any there. of that because like <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like that i would have preferred a different take on that hmm. I, I get some of it but as i didn't need as many i think like it, he just kept blacking out and then coming back. And I was like, eh, are we going to get to the point of this? Like, I knew there was another personality, but it was like, eh, like, are we sure? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really my main critique of it is I think if it had backed it up with a second episode drop in the same span, I would have, I think it would have had a lot more weight to it and would have helped people switch into the mindset versus, now they're going to go every week into like, oh, yeah, this is Marvel. And then we'll go, oh, yeah, it's not Marvel. Like, but it is Marvel. So, 
Okay. Yeah, um, I get that about this. You're right. They did do it quite a bit, almost to like a comedic point, mm-hmm. you know, where they were doing it so much. Um, I'm okay with it in the first episode as long as it's not something we continue to see all the time. Yeah. Which I don't think it will be. I but... like the struggle. I think the struggle is pretty cool to see just because he's so he's so meek. You know, mm-hmm. St- Steven is such a meek character. And then rather than just bring Mark out as the badass, they just tiptoe around it. And I, I didn't mind the back and forth. The things that really stuck out to me in this episode, one, I hate the way that ended, you know, like, like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Katie said in the last 30 seconds when he was whooping butt, I wish that they would have done like a little bit more there rather than just a whole bunch of running around and then doing something to kick the double dog saying whatever, kick his ass. Um, the two things that I hated the most were the CGI for the log truck and that whole scene. And then the, yeah. the ending, they stuck out with me so bad that I'm like, Ugh, like I Marvel's really good at this. What the, what's going on here? Did like, it feel rushed? Why? Yeah. The episode. To like a they degree. were trying to throw everything out, like trying to throw everything out to get, to try but to get this footing. But you know, that's, I guess I just felt like it was, when I said it came out the gate, I was like, I, I think it's just that feeling of rushed. I think it's purposeful though, because you're meant to, you're meant to feel like him to where like you're supposed to be a little bit on high edge. Like you don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden, like you don't know what day it is. And like, you know, the dude's trapping himself to go to sleep and then clearly able to like put himself back to sleep in his other persona or whatever you want to call it. I, I think that they were kind of doing that on purpose. This whole show has, three directors that I think all work together on all six episodes. Yeah. So they're bouncing back and forth ideas between all of them. Two of them, I'm pretty sure worked on Loki. I think it was Mm -hmm. So they have experience in the MCU, especially in the TV department. Um, So they're not doing it like lightly, you know, it's not someone's just having an idea and be like, let's just see if this sticks. They get the chance to bounce it back and forth. So, well, do you think that they're basically kind of looking at the have kind of like an underlying chaotic vibe to it, anyways? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I, I don't really know that anything about the character, so I'm really coming in with this like just open canvas, honestly. Until he's able to bring it all together, mm-hmm. I think they're going to give you that feeling, and I like it. Like, I, it makes like a good directorial point of view, storytelling, and everything else. Like, it does a really good job with that. Because hopefully, when you get to the end of episode five or whatever it may be like it starts to feel like one piece you know like everything's working together and the gears are actually meshing well so well it's funny you said that about the pace earlier ross where you were talking about how they're trying to make you feel like him and when you said that i thought about it i was like wow there were a couple moments where i was watching this i was like what the fuck or 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 i i started actually feel for him like man this poor guy he just can't catch a break like i couldn't imagine what it would be like (laughs) to go through that and like if there's people in the in real life that well, i guess you can't just appear somewhere else but i have blank spots in your memory thing i was like man that that's that's crazy to think about and that's a really good way to put it is they they want to make you feel that way and that's why it's kind of rushed so yeah they did a good job for me i can definitely i can definitely see that because i felt the same way but like when it comes down to like the very end and mark's like okay you gotta let me take over you can't fight me on this it still felt very jarring and i needed him 
I needed Steven to like be able to see things clearly because like you can see in the mirror, like Mark has like a very tamed hair look. He's very professional, like, but then Steven's got like the wild hair and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but like the, that camera felt like it was shaking the whole time to add to like the adrenaline, I guess that Steven was experiencing and that along with like, that's the last 30 seconds we get is like a, uh, so. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say going into this with Oscar Isaac as, as the character, I didn't know what to expect from his acting performance in this. It was not anything that I thought it was going to be just from the previews <laughs> looking at it. I thought he did a great job, yeah. but you're right with Meek is a great way to describe it. Timid kind of character. And he did a really good job as playing that pushover. And I, I just, I didn't see that. Cause when I see him, all I've ever seen him in is star Wars. So yeah. when I see that, I, I see, you know, Poe Dameron. I, I don't, I don't see, you know, anybody mm-hmm. else. Um, but it took me out of it very quickly. And I do, I like to see the, the other persona as well. So you see, he's going to carry a lot of different uh, characters and they're not a lot of different, those two characters, but. You've seen X-Men Apocalypse, haven't you? Is that Cam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh. No, I have seen that one. Uh, I I just don't remember a ton of it. Um, yeah, so, that's right. I, love he, I forgot he, he, he did, y'all. That's right. I don't he get that. Okay. I that. Yeah. There's there's this. It was in a bad era. I like it. The, what I love about the X Men movies, they had fantastic casting. Period. Yeah. Yeah. There's no problem. Story writing. <laughs> I don't hate it, but at the same time, like it's. I, actually, so about Moon Knight, what I find very interesting about Oscar Isaac is the fact that they, like, he corralled his brother into this whole thing. I don't know what you know about the way that he shot his scenes in this, but he brought his brother in to act like across from him to be the other persona, uh-huh. and he he did that so that uh, because his brother knows him and like knows his actions and knows what he's going to do. And they can talk and like, it can make sense real well without having to build a relationship with someone else. Mm-hmm. He had to come in and basically figure out how to act one way to, to do either Steve. I think he, he said he did Steven first and then turn around and play the other way against his brother, who was basically, you know, coming back and playing Steven against him. Mm-hmm. So it was a very interesting dynamic that, Part of it was his idea. I don't know if he took credit for the whole thing, but to do something like that. And I thought that was very, very interesting as an actor to have to, you know, we've seen so many, I guess, Freaky Friday styles or like Michael Keaton and whatever that uh, multiplicity movie, you know, like actors who have played against themselves so many different times. So I thought it was very interesting the way he chose to do it. Yeah. Maybe his brother was broke and he needed some money. I don't know. But it worked. (laughs) Either way, it worked. Kate or Sarah, you said the other day um, you were talking about how how when did Ethan Hawke get so old? <laughs> I guess the I, you're right. He, he he doesn't have the baby face anymore. I mean, I've um, seen him, you know, prior, but I was just like, it's maybe because I, I think I saw a blurb about him being in it, but for some reason I totally forgot. So when I saw it, I'm like, whoa, because it didn't dawn on me, you know, the opening scene who that was, and I'm just mm-hmm. like. And then when you see, when I see him, I'm like, oh my God. Because, okay, that was, all right. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I age myself a lot. So, but I mean, Ethan Hawke was one of them. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Greg said the same thing. He was like, wait, did you just say Ethan Hawke? And I'm like, yeah, that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But I love yeah, I seeing, you know, actors like that, that, you know, you haven't, I guess, seen in a while. I, I, I just, I just love seeing those guys. And who can all of a sudden them. judge people and kill them? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that was really interesting about the whole scale thing, too, because, I mean, I, I'm, and maybe with Moon Knight, I mean, is it like an Egyptian like thing, yeah. like that kind of undercurrent? So, like, like, even put your soul and then the feather on the other side and see how it. But lays. it's just, it's just all. I'm just wondering what other Egyptian themes are going to be out throughout oh, this. That's. I think you're going to bring in everything. I mean, like, yeah, because I'm like, oh, that's the showrunner really wants to have <laughs> Egyptian actors and Egyptian people behind um, the scenes to really push forth. Um, the mythology and the heritage mm -hmm. of the show. So, well, he did make a point in the show also. Whenever he was in the gift shop and he was looking at that sign, he said, "This is incorrect. It only has seven. There's supposed to be nine. I was like, "Okay." So, at some point in time, like out right there, I was like, "We're going to see those nine right there at some point in time." So, okay, and I cool. hope at some point in time he gets to rage against that lady because I'm yeah. telling you right now, I want to yeah. rage against her so. Your shit's badly. bloody weak. It's bloody weak. I was like, "Oh, lady." <laughs> How do you feel bad for him? How do you say Karen in poor English? <laughs> so I don't know how much knowledge y'all have about Moon Knight, but d what's the deal with him always leaving a message for his mom? Like he's never actually talking to her on the phone. It's always leaving a message. It's always a long, lengthy message like he's having a conversation. I don't We were almost led to believe like he was having that conversation whenever he left the date that he was two days late for. I don't know if he was having a conversation or if he was actually leaving a message because I'm very interested in that. I, I think I rewound that bit because I'm like, what is he doing? Is he talking? You don't hear a voice on the other line. Always, you don't it, always, get but it always sounds like he wraps it up. Like the way he ends it, the way he yeah. thinks, the way he says. Daters, gators. Daters, gators. So at the end of the day, Steven is a made up personality. So okay. he's living a life in London probably, which is fairly new to him because even in the listing, you know, Mark Spector, who is the other guy, uh, is a Marine. I don't know if he's special force or what the deal is, but you know, this whole dissociative identity thing that he has, Mark is the one that's supposed to be in control. And so whatever PTSD or issues that he's living with created Steven. And now Steven is what we see to walk into it. Yeah, so that would explain maybe like the girlfriend where it's just like, yeah. Mark, you disappeared. Well, he became Steven. So. And the mom, okay. yeah. That does make I just Can figured... we give a shout out to that razor? Did y'all even recognize the phone that he found? It's a razor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to give a shout. That was like the best phone ever. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, yes. Sliver was better, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> No, I just figured out. I've only ever seen Ethan Hawke in two things. The Purge and Moon Knight. That's it. Really? Yeah. You got you got a whole list of movies was, that you need to see. Training Day? <laughs> yeah, no. Yes. Yeah, Train Day. Yeah, he was okay. the bad guy. Well, slice, the, of film, the white guy. slice of film, Train Day. <laughs> yep. Here it comes. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know me. <sighs> Uh, yeah, so Layla, uh, I'm assuming this is a character we're going to meet. That's the one who was on the phone. Uh, it's interesting how he found that. It looks like uh, – how would he have never noticed that? I guess – I don't know. I guess 
maybe it's something you would never notice, but huge scrapes across the floor like that. Because obviously, it, that's not something that was done every night. That's something that was done a while ago, I guess. Because they said they've been trying to reach him for months when he did actually call or he got the mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. It's uh, interesting. That well, I think you're that. dealing with a problem of. I mean, have you ever strung together so many days with minimal sleep? That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, at what point do you notice that, hey, there's a hole in the wall. Where did that come from? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, And that tape that he was listening to is like, all you need is five hours to fully function. And I'm like, I feel like sometimes I only get only five hours and I'm barely functioning. <laughs> You're talking yeah. to the grandma here who needs her sleep. <laughs> oh, I look, I love my sleep. Like, I, I think in the past two, three years, like discovered like five minute naps and how well they work. Like just close your eyes. and <laughs> Six hours. Six hours. On the, I'm good. on the Wikipedia, it says we're going to get Mark's father and Mark's mother. So. Also, did you know Crawley, the guy, the statue that Stephen was talking to is legit? Like he's a, a living statue. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was going to bring that point up, but I think I had that somewhere near the bottom. <laughs> it's such an interesting conversation he was having with him, too. I'm like, did, do you know him? <laughs> Why is this so weird? No. Uh, was the fish only in there to represent, to, to like give us that you've been here before type thing? The fish with one fin, him going to the pet store. Is there some kind of other meaning behind this fish, or is it? just there for us to be able to him to go back to the pet store and realize that he'd been there before or be told he'd been there before they seemed they seem to be hinting at very small things yeah and so the episode was named something fish right the goldfish problem yeah yeah and so i think that what they're doing is they're showing that like like even though his body and mind are at odds with each other like it's still trying to piece something back together so why the one fin thing I saw a great meme with him as a uh, Poe Dameron, you know, an actual Finn. Like you're the only Finn for me. Um, <laughs> but I think I saw that one too. I, I think what they're doing is just trying to hold, like they're just trying to show, like the smallest thing is trying to creep its way into his brain and show you that it still wants to to go back to where it should be and not where he is with Steven. So yeah, that's. I think they're trying to do it in the most minuscule, small, stupid way as possible, but still be very impactful. <coughs> Makes sense. Uh, okay, and the last note I have about here, I guess that we haven't really talked about at all, is um, there's the scene where he's running away right before he meets up with the uh, character Ethan Hawke plays and uh, you know tells him there's chaos in him. He's running away, and it's almost like Doctor Strange where like the walls are kind of turning and everything. It's almost like being an earthquake. Why would you run to an elevator? If you're in an earthquake, why would you run to an elevator? Like, seriously, that's the last place I would want to be if something like that. You're talking about in his apartment building? Yes. Mm -hmm. I know. So that way he'd go to the bottom floor and you could see the whole scene. That's that's what it's for. But in real life, why would you run to an elevator? But he was running from Khonshu, right? Or... I think it was just craziness going on around him. It looked like the walls were turning and... I don't know. know, That was my last time. That's all I got on my notes. Pretty much everything else. Is there anything else uh, about Moon Knight? Want to bring up like what do I think about the suit at the end? I know we've seen bits and pieces of this, but this is the first time kind of seeing it move in live action, at least for me. Um, I want to see. I don't more think of it. you get enough to really make a judgment. Yeah, yeah. That's, I want to see more of it. Um, the cape was CG. I had a real big problem with that. 
you could tell it. It was very, don't get mad at me for saying this. It was a very Ben Affleck Batman and it didn't feel like it flowed the right way. Right. And so when things like that, when they're off to me, like when physics seems to be like a thing that's like really screwing me, my eyeballs go, Hey, talk to your brain real fast. My brain's like, uh-uh, nope, not working. <laughs> that's what I felt like seeing this cape. The suit itself was okay. And I love what I've seen in the spots and the trailers and stuff. But I'm with Katie. Like, we didn't get to see enough of it in the first episode. I hope that I'm positive that we will see more because we've seen it in the the other things, the uh, spots and trailers. So cool deal. beyond that, I think Conshu uh, is the only other thing that I'll point out. Thing is interesting to have i love the way that he talked about him the idiot's back yeah <laughs> this so many great internet moments with people like that's what i feel like when i go into work or that's what i feel like when i wake up or you know when my kids walk in the room like oh the idiot's back you know like there's so <laughs> many great things that they've used that for so far and i'm like this is gold like it's just going to keep going yeah um but the guy who voices him is known for so much uh I've last seen him in Mythic Quest, which you don't have Apple, so you have F. Murray Abram. So Mythic Quest too. Kanchu, I'm assuming, is the is is going to be one of those Egyptian gods. I'm assuming that's probably the one in, that's given him his power. The Egyptian moon god, an outcast among the gods for waging a one-god war on perceived injustices, thus necessitating him to find and use his avatar marked specter. Well, That's what go. the Wikipedia says. Well, there you go. <laughs> Trust that collective community. Okay. Hmm. So it all makes sense now. Or not all makes sense, but it's starting to make a little more sense to me now. That's like I said, I, I enjoyed the first episode. I'm, I'm going to watch the rest of it. Obviously, I, even if the first episode wasn't amazing for me, I'd still watch the rest of it because it's a Marvel property. Even, once again, the worst stuff is still not that bad. Unless it's Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I love what the MCU has put on television. I don't think this is by far like their their best entrance into a television show. Right. But I thought that it was good. I've heard great things about it though. So which is I am odd. I am a little worried about that five episode five, episode six mark, because that's where some of the other shows have gone from good to average. Right. Marvel. So I'm interested to see how that plays out because the showrunners even been like, oh yeah, just wait for episode four. There's like a big shift and everything. And we're like, okay. Because the reviewers, like the the people who got early episodes, they only got through episode four. So. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'll be interested to see what the You got to come back and talk about it when episode six comes on. Mm-hmm. Is there only six episodes? Yep. Well, we hope they don't tighten it then, you know, or actually I want to say Boba Fett it too, because the book of Boba Fett, you know, good way to put it. It was a good show. It didn't end as well as I wanted it to, or it didn't blow me away. Let's put it that mm-hmm. way. So, uh, all right. Well, anything else on Moon Knight? I don't think so. Cool. Cool. Can't Don't throw a gun to... at people. If you have a gun in your hand and it has bullets yeah. in it and you actually need to use it, actually use it. Don't yeah. throw it. <laughs> yes, that made me laugh. I was like, did he, 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 just, he just threw the gun. He's and like, he got called out for it too. He's like, did you just <laughs> <laughs> You idiot. That's going to be a fun time. But 
I'd like to say, I, I'm wondering how much of a comedic role they're going to give this, uh, give this character or how much comedy they're going to throw into this. I mean, Steven seems like the kind of person that slips on banana pills. Yep. So yeah, that's a good point. We'll see. Well, all right. Well, um, Katie, do you want to stick around or you want to, we're going to talk. I'm going to do, and, uh, I, I've been dealing with migraine for two days, so I need <laughs> to go get my beauty sleep. So I hear you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And yeah, definitely come back and talk to us about some, um, uh, what's moon? I will oh, at some night. point. I'm going to try and be around more. I promise. Okay. It, well, where can they find you at? Insane. Oh. So, um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at slice of Katie. I'm going to try and get into doing TikToks as well to kind of promote my shows a little bit more. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but you can find me. Uh, me there. My shows are Star Wars Alliance, which is live Wednesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern, um, and airs um, into podcast feeds on Thursdays. And then my other show comes back on Sunday. It's at Slice of Film 1, and Sarah makes an appearance. My other co-host, Mark, makes an appearance. And we do an Oscar, a slice of the Oscars. So, yeah, you can go check those out Sunday. So, deal definitely check it all at work a good slice of those oscars (laughs) (laughs) it's a thing it's because slice of film it's a thing (laughs) i liked it so well you got some interesting stuff to talk about this year with the oscars at least um, (laughs) (laughs) well y'all appreciate it thank you so much yep have fun y'all see you all right Two or one down, two to go. Uh, what y'all want first, Picard or Halo? Let's go ahead and throw Halo out there. Hey, Halo oh. out there. Let's do it. Because I, I kind of have asked to listen to that one tonight. So, because I'm, because I, Brian was sitting there and I'm like, you're going to watch this. And he, he was getting a little visceral. He was like, that's not right. Why do they do that? I'm like, okay, we're done with this. <laughs> he, he's, he, he's, he can't watch it anymore. <laughs> So the Brian meter is still low on this show after two episodes. Yeah, I think it's just the whole fact of he's just still over the, you know, the face reveal in the first episode. Okay. So, I mean, okay. he's like, you know, why can they just wait and they're like, maybe, you know, like the second or third or something like that, while right off the bat. But I was like, you know what? He's like, for the sake of argument, I'm assuming is to kind of move it along a little bit more because you want to, you know, Master Chief has always been you know, this symbol and this, that, and, that. and yes, I know you get to see his face later on, but, and I also told him, I said, well, you know, maybe a lot of folks that are watching that they're pushing this for haven't played the games. They haven't gone through the whole storyline. Right. So it's kind of, you know, making their, you know, just taking certain liberties with it and just kind of playing it forward. So. I think you kind of have to assume that most people have it. You have to go into this creating mm-hmm. this, assuming most people don't know anything about it. This is a brand new property to a lot of people. Um, just to be safe. I will agree with him though. I'm not as huge of a Halo fan, but there is way too much, especially in this episode of him walking around in the suit and not the helmet. Yeah, it just feels like, way weird. too much of it. Like, feels weird. I mean, I don't I don't mind a reveal, but like almost the entire I don't I think he put the helmet on for maybe 30 seconds of this entire episode. He's in the flashbacks to Boba Fett over here. I mean, I was getting lost on that though. I was just like, what is going on here? It's, no. it's, it's like they, they crammed a lot in this, this episode. They're, they did. They did. I'll, I mean, disclaimer like, I can co- totally be on his side. All right. You have this whole entire thing that you've known your whole entire life. And like, 
now they're bringing it to a screen. So what do you do with it? Greg being mm-hmm. right. Also, you have to assume that most of the people that are going to watch this are going to watch it for the factor of it being a sci-fi show and less of it being like a, like a game. You're going to get your hardcore gamers who are not going to like it, who are still actively playing with. I don't think it was a great idea bringing it to the screen so close to like a new game dropping, but they got to keep their game alive, right? Like they have to keep their industry that they've built this character with alive. So it's very difficult. Like you, you can't, you need the tattoo from Ethan Hawke and try to figure out which way the scale is going to go. But I said well, last I, week that, or I, well, I said to myself that this right here could could be the Bad Batch in live action. Uh-huh. I mean, you yeah. could turn this into any sort of like trooper story because I think that it worked that well. I loved the first episode because I couldn't find a whole lot wrong with it. Not mm-hmm. so much because I love Halo, but because it was telling a story and it told the story pretty well. And it didn't feel like anything was out of the normal. It felt like it was pretty cohesive. I mean, it's got my attention. Don't get me wrong, because there's a lot of questions I have now. And I'm like, oh, I want to see how this plays out. I don't maybe it's like on the political side of it, because I, I want to see what Halsey's playing out, especially now, like, you know, with having Cortana thrown in there. But then again, I don't think Cortana was an actual not not say person, but I think, you know, with that she was a, she was a face. Yeah, but it, you know, it wasn't like a tangible, yep. you know. So, um, yeah. but taken away from that, the way it's moving forward now, I thought that was pretty cool because I just loved all these sitting across from that, you know, across from there from the um, general that was like, shut it down. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> well, I have this, um, you know, program that I've been working on. And, and of course, you know, in cahoots with the other general. And he's like, oh, well, this sounds like a great idea. Do you have an issue with that? Would you like to spearhead that? <laughs> General's that's over there like politics work. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Usually I don't like politics and stuff like that, but I'm like, this is gonna get interesting. So let's see how let's see what kind of power play we have going on here. And then plus seeing the other three Spartans, they you know, seeing their faces too, that kind of threw me because it makes you here's the thing, it brings you down to reality. Mm-hmm. Like when you see the faces, they're they're not just stormtroopers, you know, they're they're people in the suits. Hmm. I love the suits, by the way. Like I think all the the building and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, even like the the whole Iron Man assembly thing was a little <laughs> on the nose, but still, like it was pretty good. Um, I said weeks ago, whenever we were talking about Star Wars with everyone on, that you know, like I wanted like a little bit more of like a politically involved story. To come from like a Star Wars show, this is kind of right along those lines of what like my brain was thinking because I want to know a little bit more about the the inner workings. You know, everything that we watch seems to have political ramifications for anything. Um, Sarah, you watch Foundation. You know, all mm-hmm. that stuff that happens with everything that happens in that show is basically political. I mean, right off the bat, I mean, anything else that I watch, like Expanse and like everything else that I, I really enjoy has just enough of that. And this show is bringing that with the, you're getting the idea that they have a planet that they're trying to get the, the water and hydrogen from to, to be the fuel for the rest of the world. And like, it's straight up just problem after problem that the real world would have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes it more realistic. And you know, I, 
Russell, I mean, we actually didn't get your opinion on the first episode because you weren't here last week. We were talking about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I really do like this show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got my attention. There are a few things that I see on it. I'm like, ah, you know, I could do without that, or maybe they could have done this a little better. But there's a lot more that I like about it than I don't like. So it, it, yep. it's, it's, this is one of those shows where this is why I hate listening to reviews. When before I watched the first episode, I saw headlines and and stuff about people talking about how terrible it was and this and that yeah. blah, blah blah. Then I watched it and I liked it. And then everybody I've spoken with since then has really enjoyed it. So go check the why news. I have now. a hard time, huh? Now, now the articles are all coming out. Like I was wrong about. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> really? Say, hey, okay. look, like I okay. I pulled it up. I was going to bring it up in the news, but at the same time, like that's not newsworthy. That's just people being like, I had an idea about a thing. I didn't like it. The rest of the world liked it. Now I got to come and get on board with it. Yeah, so, that makes sense. That's why well, I hate reviews. Yeah, that's why you have, you got to watch it and just kind of make up your own mind. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. because a case in point too, especially with the covenant and the humans and all this kind of stuff. I asked Brian, I was like, what's the deal with that? I mean, where did this, where did the covenant, where did all this come from? And he's like, well, I don't really remember because it's been, you know, eons ago since, you know, he's played. Because I'm like, is this off like the first game, the second, the third? I mean, what? He's like, I'm like, so there you go. Just, just watch it. Just watch it. You just, but I mean, it's really interesting now, especially having the, the human chick. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, how are you going to play into this? This is going to be interesting. It but is, then, you, you got a little background for it too. Yeah, and then to find out, it's like, where did the covenant? I mean, how did all this start? Because mm-hmm. you know, and then why do you have all these, you know, resistance, you know, against the was it the was it um, MNSC? Is that what they are? The UNSC. UNSC. It's like what what started with that, and then you know, then why are they saying you know the Spartans are just so evil? You know, which I mean, we know they're like the elite. You know kind of put two and two together on that one but i mean there's like a ton of questions and i'm like and that show that's for a good that makes for a good show because if you watch the first episode you're like i don't care what's happening you know and even with the second one that they packed in a lot and it's and i'm like i'm ready for next week i'm like okay what we got yeah well um we'll break it down a little bit they uh they started out with with it being a 22 year in uh, flashback Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i guess to where their training as Spartans or the first versions of Spartans, which is very kind of Gears of Wars looking suits. It's funny that they <laughs> they went with another kind of Xbox property. It looks like to put the suits on for the early <laughs> Halo suits. Um, but I, I, when I saw the scene, I, I wanted to be like, okay, I, I hope this means more than just having a flashback of something that was traumatic in his life. And the fact that this whole episode goes right back to his friend that left, then mm-hmm. I like they tied that back in. I thought it was really cool. Trying to recognize that guy, the actor. The only thing I think I remember him from was, wasn't he in The Rock? Wasn't he one of those? I think he was one of those guys, the bad guys in The Rock. Yeah, we I'm had like, to look back and see who that guy was. because His I'm name like, is he's Bokeem. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine. He has been in a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he I actually really liked the little kid that played him. Actually, the little kid that played both of them was pretty good. They did a pretty good job yeah. either fixing that or whatever they did, casting those characters. Mm-hmm. But... It's funny because Bokeem is a very solemn, quiet actor, and he always he plays himself in everything that he does. Just about, yeah. he comes across as like the guy who doesn't want to raise his voice, but like the moment that he does, like your ass is in trouble. Right, and so it's interesting to see 
it's so interesting to see him, like the family that they have him with, the place that they have him in, uh, the way that they incorporated him getting hurt and then wanting to leave. Like the whole story around him was very intriguing, and we only got like bits and pieces of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, he, and he, the funniest thing was he left. Uh, what's the girl's name there? Quan. Quan. Yeah, left her there. So you know you're going to see his character again. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. They have like houses built in asteroids and they're strung together on like tethers almost it mm-hmm. looks like so that whole asteroid field stays together that's well it, i don't want to go all full nerd but i mean like typically ahead, ahead. typically they, <laughs> they do because of like the the gravity that they they create well, when yeah yeah but yeah but yeah that's it's an interesting uh, concept it that's, is, what I asked, that's what i asked brian too i was like is that some did you actually go there and play like on that i mean I was waiting for the Falcon to come ripping through. (laughs) I did like his description too, about when she asked how fast they were going. And so I I, kind of, I guess I understood this. They call their, I guess, warp speed slip jumping. And, and I, I was, I was like, I wonder why they call it slip jumping. And then he explained that it's not a matter of speed, but like traveling more direct path, like slipping through pieces of yarn, all connected to one thing. I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. They did that. So now when they say slip jumping, I understand the concept of what they're talking about. It was very MCU and guardians of the galaxy ish. The look. Yeah. A little bit purple. Well, not just the look, but like the concept too, of Mm -hmm. jump points and like, Mm yeah, this gets you here and so on and so forth. Um, I like that they gave us a background on, on what this relic is. So now we know what's going on with it. We know why he is the one who's able to power it. Um, well, we know why. We don't know exactly a lot about it. We know why with that. And we know exactly kind of what it can do. So this relic is pretty badass. Um, but it's a keystone is what those aliens called it. And we find out that they are actually on what they call the journey to find the sacred ring. See, this is all new stuff to me about Halo mm-hmm. that I knew nothing about. And I don't know how much of any of it, you know. Yeah, there's there's a the pretty inf- there's a pretty def- definitive storyline. Yeah. So, I mean, there's... But they're still taking a little bit of liberties from what I understand. So, well, <laughs> it's like, don't take it. it. <laughs> they came out and said they're taking extreme liberties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to tell a slightly different story. You can't tell the exact same thing as mm-hmm. in the... I mean, I mean, it's good, but you got to tell a story like that's at the end of the day, like that's what's going to bring all the other people in. I mean, like, right. I hate to say it, but if it pushes like the true diehard Halo fans out, is it where does the numbers lie at the end of the day? Like, are you right. bringing more people in or are you forcing more out? So it's just like comic book movies. I mean, how accurate <clears throat> are a lot of movies, you know, are to, you know, comic books? Oh, yeah. So, it's, you know, same difference. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Looking through the oh, so you learned about the pellets in the back of the neck. Uh, it's kind of like a control module, I guess. It it, it uh, is how they keep them from feeling emotion. Yeah, I would say feeling emotion. Um, yeah, exactly, because he couldn't even taste the food. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was telling us. So that's interesting to see how that's going to work out. Because in the game, wasn't Cortana like a on his side? Wasn't it something that he? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I don't know why. I just feel like it was, but maybe, so maybe that's something that's not going to be working against him in the show. I'm not sure. But once again, they're taking extreme liberties. So he had nine episodes in this first season. So to see Cortana starting off in 
I call the egg of despair because she's bald and doesn't go anywhere. Um, <laughs> to see where she's actually going to go to is pretty good. Plus, it's Jen Taylor. I mean, she's the woman who voiced and played not only Cortana in the video games, but like all the other additional roles that she did too. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th this show is uh, it's interesting. Like I said, not knowing a ton of Halo going into it makes it more interesting for me, I think. Um, and I don't get as mad about not expectations. But I'm enjoying the show. Uh, I'm interested to see where they're going with it. Um, I want to see more planets. Yeah. I want to see more stuff, you know. But once again, I'm only two episodes in, so I'm sure we're probably going to get more of that. But uh, I want to see more of the the other the, the other three Spartans. So it's more. It is kind of like a Bad Batch episode because you said that Ross and I was like, "Ooh, live action Bad Batch." That's an awesome idea. That's pretty much what it is, right? If you get them all four together. Um, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying it, man. It, it, it's got me, and I've had a few people at work that have been wanting to talk to me about it. Like every time, they're like, have you seen Halo yet? Have you seen Halo yet? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm watching it tonight. I haven't seen it yet, so. <laughs> But, oh, uh, I only watch things on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I like to cram it all in there. Killing me, man. Yeah. I'm like, trying to send things on a group chat, and like, <laughs> I know you haven't watched them yet. I have to sidebar Sarah every single time. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well, is there anything else you want to point out about Halo? Um, what did you think about... So, Magical Falls, and then they, they put the, the butthole back in place. Venture? Ven, Ven, Venture? Is I'm not sure name? what his name was. I know you're talking about, but I'm not sure what his name uh, was. Hold on. Gorman. God damn, what's his first name? Fern. Uh, I know he has a weird name. Burn Gorman is the guy that plays him. And a really weird name. He, yeah, he plays almost the exact same character in like the fifth season of Expanse, I think. And to see him come back and play the same character, I'm like, oh, I'm over you, dude. Like, I really wish they would have found someone else to be this asshole because I've already seen him play an asshole one time and, like, I don't <laughs> need it again. <laughs> Crossing over of universes almost feels like. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Paul Schreiber playing Master Chief, though? Uh I, I think he's doing a good job. I, what, what else is he in? I don't know him from anything else, or I don't recognize him from anything else. He was else. in 13 Hours, I think. I don't know if you ever watched that. It was the, it was the, uh, oh my lord, the the shoot 'em up movie from the thing that Hillary Clinton got in trouble for all the emails. Oh, um, yes. Can't think of the place. Anyway, it was him and Krasinski. Like he was in mm. like one of the backup dudes. He's actually a stepbrother to Lee Schreiber. Oh really? Yeah. So, Lee Schreiber, who plays Sabretooth in the X-Men series, he plays uh, Ray Donovan, if you mm -hmm. ever watch that show. Um, but he's all over the place, and this like Paul Schreiber hasn't done a whole lot. I find it interesting that he always looks like he has a dip in his mouth, like right yeah. up front, bottom lip, same time. So, so yeah, It looks like he plays a lot. He's like played a lot of um, roles in like TV shows. Yeah, he's a very big support thing. guy. Okay. I mean, I think he's doing a great job. Like I said, I, I haven't seen anything from his character that I didn't like. Um, I just didn't know how you, if like his delivery threw you off, or if like anyone had problems. Because like I had no problems. He, I know that he took his, he took his helmet off quite a bit. But here we are once again. I mean, I kind of feel like the Mandalorian did it. Like he yeah. was the guy who acted with his, with his mask on. Like 
not everyone can do that. And even then, even then, like, I felt like that's why they did it in Boba Fett where they just took it off. So, well, another reason too, I was thinking that they probably did, um, you know, had his helmet taken off. So I, I want, I feel like they're trying to get that, that, I guess the humanity aspect of them, because you're thinking of master chief, you know, they're building him up to where, Oh, well, you know, Spartan, you know, he's like our greatest weapon. He's gen- this, that, and other. You take that helmet off automatically right then and there, you put a face with it and it totally changes the game. Yeah. So I, and that's what I was trying to tell Brian too. I'm like, that's probably one of the reasons why they took it off so early is to go ahead and establish he is a, a character with a face. I mean, regardless of the fact, I think they want to throw it out there because you know you're trying to develop whatever relationship with the character for Quan or you know this whatever's going on there because you. It, it, I don't think it would have made much sense if he kept the helmet on with especially these flashbacks and you know him trying to you know you know, starting to remember things, you know, that it's like, he's almost like just rediscovering his human side. If that makes any sense. Oh, if this show was 23 episodes, they wouldn't have done it in the first episode. Oh, absolutely. No, but you're talking about nine episodes of a show and you got to push a story on you. You have to, you got to get the roots in and you got to do it Mm -hmm. quick and you got to do it efficiently. And I think that they did a good job. Like I have no problem with seeing his face. This episode, the second episode did a good job of, giving the reason why he took it off mm-hmm. i would not have taken it off until i made it to homeboys like <laughs> private rock right. but that's just me you know like when you watch him hulk that forklift out of the way just like <laughs> mitch please <laughs> like i i would have like all these people have guns pointed at you all they gotta do is so well and Going back to the first episode it really hit me hard too when he did take the helmet off well, and he told her he's like if you want to shoot, if you want to hit me, you're going to have to aim higher. Yeah, no, I'm thinking, yeah. okay. <laughs> no balls you right off the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, you, you raise a good point that it, it humanizes the character for the audience, you know, right at the beginning. But also just in that scene, that, that's what that point of him doing that is, to humanize or to let him know. So I, I guess my thing is I don't – I'm not a diehard Halo fan, so the helmet thing is not a big deal to me. I just don't like seeing him walking around the suit because I just know me, if I'm in a hostile environment, like you just said, Ross, if I'm I'm not taking that helmet off till I get to that rock, you know? And even then, I'm skeptical about taking the helmet off. If I've got basically armor that nothing is going to destroy and I'm in a hostile place, I don't care how badass I am. I'm not giving him a vulnerable point. Bro, and that's my thing. Traveling in that car, I would have had the helmet on just for safety. Yeah. <laughs> That thing went from a rail car to a cable car mm-hmm. in like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little it, sketch. It, <laughs> but I mean, I can get past it because like I said, the guy is playing the character. He, he's doing a good job. And, you know, I don't have I don't have any right to have any rules about Halo going into it, watching it. I don't have my Halo badge. So, but all in all, I'm still really enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. You know, very minimal things that are that are that bother me about it, and I wouldn't even say bother me. Just that I notice, I'm like, ah. Eh. But uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. What else uh, about the show? We talked about the relic. We talked about the girl that gets naked at the end. I don't understand the. I, <laughs> okay, is, look, is it Mackie or Makey or whatever it is? I don't understand the point of this. Like. What's the point of shedding the clothes and, and us having to see her shed the clothes? Like, it's well, weird. You know? Okay, I got I got a thought on that one. Because apparently, 
like with the conversation in the first episode, when you meet her, she's actually reading a book. So apparently, you know, she's, she's that insight into whatever the deal is with the humans versus, mm -hmm. um, yes, just threw, flew out of my head. So whatever's, whatever's going down, she's kind of like the, you know, the insight on for the human side. And so now if she's asking in this episode, she's like, well, I can go. And they're like, oh, well, blessed one, you can't. She's like, no, I'm still, it's like, I'm still a human. So I can still interact with, you know, and I think with her like taking off what she had on, I think that was a way of her kind of shedding. I don't think she really embraces like her human side a lot. Right. Shall we say? She's putting a disguise on. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, because I mean, I thought it was kind of weird too, but it's almost like, you know, you're shedding this one skin and now you're like discovering the skin that you actually have. Oh, imagine that metaphor. But, um, you know, it, and that's, you know, it's just because it was, it was kind of weird too. It's like, you know what her name is, right? What? Her actual actress, like her real name is Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't see her anymore without going Charlie Murphy. <laughs> That's great. So she's one of these ones, these gifted ones or, or uh she's the chosen blessed, blessed ones. So blessed I'm assuming one. like uh John is where she can activate the Yeah. Um okay. The whole artifact, I guess. She right. picks people in wheelchairs. The keystone, because I think she's the one that called it keystone. keystone. That's right. Well, they discovered it was a keystone. They've been looking for artifacts, and that one was a keystone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Um, what about the was it Wrath? The guy's name they took him to go see the one only one who had been on the Covenant ship and returned, and oh, so they took him yeah. kind of crazy guy. Yeah. Right. Wraith. Wrath. Wraith. Wrath. Something like something that. Like yeah. That, yeah. yeah. yeah Interesting character. Yeah. I'd love to see different actors' takes on things, and I wonder how much is there. Uh, take on the character and like what they put into it and what they're told to do. Yeah. It's almost like they told him to act like Gollum, but like even deeper weird. Like they just yeah. like dig deeper. Yeah. Go all in. I did a good job though. It was yeah, believable crazy. Like believable. He's seen some shit. <laughs> was that like a prison system down there? It was weird because like there's no locks on anything. Yeah, there's no, and remember he said there's no law, there's no anything. So, like, were these people voluntarily in these cages? Who knows? They like churros. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> they like sweets. Uh, and he didn't give any money for that either. I noticed that. I was like, hmm, he just took him, walked away. No much change yeah. of money. He's walking around in a, uh, in a Spartan chest plate. So, I'm pretty sure he's good to go. Get whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, Tintity says she seems trapped. And I'm assuming he's talk we're talking about the mm -hmm. old naked girl. Uh, I don't know. I, I think she's legit. I think she's legit. Uh, are you laughing, Nick girl? <laughs> yeah, it's like just the name that she. It was like you know, just which one? Nick. It's either like, it's either Mackie or Makey or or Nick girl. M a M a k e e is what her character's name is. Well, that's what it was. She was like, "This is why they call me Nicky." Yeah, that's why they call me Mickey. <laughs> I don't know if she's trapped. I I think she's legitimately like with the Covenant. Maybe. Maybe she's under, like, her mind's trapped or something like that. Maybe that could be it, but I think she's legit against humans. Dude, she's a Transformer, bro. A robot in disguise. Yeah. More than meets the eyes. There we go. Bye -bye. <laughs> Come on, I wasn't here last week. Or the week before. I, don't, I didn't get all this stuff in. I got to keep going. Um, 
Okay, so Master Chief t- returns on his beacon. He gets back to base. He's taken back in. I do love how the whole time that they're having this debate about it, they're like, well, we can't punish him. When he gets back, just give him, kind of give him a good what for. And then <laughs> after that, you know, back to business as usual. And I was like, yeah, government. Look at that. Crazy <laughs> oh, wow. Nuts. Go pick your um, switch. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this, this show's on point for me. I think the coolest thing is the uniforms. It, it makes me want to buy that uniform and cosplay. Like, I was looking at it, and I was like, damn it, now I want one of those helmets. Dude, I, I never wanted a Halo helmet suits. before. I, when he did that superhero landing in the first episode, <laughs> I was on board. And then you're like, you know, uh, I got to remember all the other ones. But when she was like, you know, like, I got Overwatch. And I'm like, oh, we're in a game. Game <laughs> on, bro. Like, it's yeah. make it happen. I just don't understand. I We only see them pick up a covenant weapon one time and well maybe not just once but i think it was just once in the first episode and shoot the covenant with it and i'm like why is no one doing this well their weapon seems to be very good and i love their weapons because i love the lava look you know like the plasma look that it mm -hmm. when they when kwan went to go with her friends to go fucking find the 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 goods up in the the desert underneath the rock somewhere Mm -hmm. um they all got wasted in more way than one. Yeah. And it like, watching it happen was like, whoa. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah. happening, but I'm on board. Yeah, it took it to the next level. And then right there, I was like, okay, this is going to be a little uh, little more graphic than I thought it was going to be, but it's done really well done. I, that was one problem that I had last week, Ross, was with the gun situation. Like, not even the fact that they're not picking up their guns to use their better guns against the Covenant. The fact that the resistance or whatever they were was using their guns and it wasn't doing nothing. And then the Spartans would come in and pick up the guns that the resistance was using and it would kill the covenant. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like when someone, a Spartan shoots it, the bullets more powerful. Oh, see, I only thought they picked up the, uh, Gatling gun. They did. Yeah. But remember they were using that Gatling gun against them. When they first came through the door, they had that pointed at the door and they were using that against them and it did nothing. And well, then the Spartans pick it up and then all of a sudden it, it takes them out. Yeah, you probably get a plus 100 energy bonus whenever you got that big <laughs> swing and right. dick and you're just killing yeah. people. I don't know what yeah. to tell you. Yeah. But that, that was an issue. He came on hard. I mean, <laughs> he did. You, when he landed, I don't think he ever got his rifle back either. Like um, the other dude handed him his rifle before they went into the cave. It's like, you know, like here. <laughs> Where's your gun, bro? Like, if you guys are. He's just a badass. I've ever Ross. heard anyone say, like, this is my rifle. This is the only, there's not another one like it. Oh, don't make <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Don't repeat it. <laughs> yeah. No, there's plenty just like it. <laughs> exactly like it. It just has a different serial number. <laughs> right. But it's the exact same gun. Um, that was a little rant there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I guess in the first episode, that was the only thing that really caught me. Was I was like, oh, I don't get that, but it wasn't big enough to pull me out of it. Um, but Master Chief was being a badass in that scene. Bro, sure. I would be dual wielding those energy spikes. Just, oh. They're like badass lightsabers. A more civilized weapon. <laughs> I got all twitchy. <laughs> 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 um, i trying to think. Is there anything else about the Halo that we missed this week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I say you got a little PTSD when you're talking about a rifle. <laughs> oh, that's what he means. I got a little twitchy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, no, uh, no, no. 
<laughs> not the rifle, just the, the creep. <laughs> for it. I'm looking forward to it. Seven more episodes. I want to see what's going on. Uh, I feel like they have the, the great foundation for a story. Um, I'm on board. I'm not a diehard Halo person, but I am becoming a very fast, enormous fan of this show. So if they stay on par, I'm up on it. Agreed. Can confirm. Yes, sir. But you, Sarah, you're liking it too. I know Brian's not, but you're yeah, enjoying I don't it. Listen him him anyways. Right. I don't listen to him anyway. Don't <laughs> say that on your anniversary. Come on. I've look, dude. I've clocked twenty years. It's good. <laughs> That's the spice of life. Like when you disagree on things. But no, it's like I'm I'm really digging the like I said the political aspect of it. So that's what I'm like really kind of zeroing in on. I'm like, mm, let's see how some sketchy shit's going down. Let's see what happens here. Let's you know when you start having the eyes like, oh, you know that kind of thing. So it's that's what I'm going to kind of hone in on and try to try to figure out you know the story behind that. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I will ask. Does anyone have any idea what's going to be Quan Ha's like part in this show because I don't know. I, I feel like she's playing like a real weak ass. She's gonna play hard on the resistance side. There's there's something you know as yeah. far as that rebellion they have going on. So there's gonna be either a she's gonna continue it or b she's gonna kind of she and Master Chief, you know, in essence try to find some kind of common ground. And you know, and like I said, that's where it's going to play into the political aspect of it. Well, they're going to tear the system apart from the inside. I mean, if you think about it, it because her father, you know, he was a diehard. And then when you had, you know, when the Spartans landed, because they see the Spartans like, oh shit. But then you had that one head nod between the two. Yep. And it was like, I got you now. I yeah. I you know I got you. Yeah, I think you nailed that right on the head. I think she's there for that part of the story because otherwise, that part of the story would be done. Mm-hmm. That part of story would just simply be to introduce Spartan. Because especially her reaction to that other guy, you know, the little sketchy dude you were talking about, that, that guy, and she's just like, she was kidding, you know, that, oh, this but dude. You got to remember, too, that was his friend's wife, and she told her, she was like, there's a difference between revenge and justice. Because she was like, mm-hmm. you want revenge? She was like, no, I want justice. And she was like, well. Oh, Soren's right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Actually, you know, that's a real good point because the way that Soren really feels about all of the, like, I guess, liberating anything. I think they put her in the perfect place for that to happen now. Yeah. I don't know. I was so wrapped up in it. Like I, I watched a couple of days ago and I'm like, shit, I like the show. Get on you. <laughs> they, really they've established Jason. kind of four storylines you're following as you're going through there. You're following the, the, uh, the doctor and her politics and the stuff that's going on there. You're following Quan and her stuff. You're following Master Chief and you're following uh, what was the fourth one I had? Oh, the Nikki. The uh, cabinet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> why is it that all the Covenant higher ups, n- n- number one, they have all weird names if you've checked out their names, but why are they so different than the Warriors? Are the Elite Warriors like... Is the whole population of the Covenant species more like the higher-ups, or are they more like the elite warriors? We haven't seen that yet, so they haven't really shown us. But I don't know anything about the game at all, so I I don't know what direction they're going to lean. It's just like you have the 
the wise ones are the, the, the weak and feeble people. And then clearly like, you know, you're warriors are your warriors. So or there's the some I other can... variations in there too, because it's not just the elites. They've got some other stuff, some other god awful looking things too. So I don't know if they're gonna bring those in there because like that's a like not four hundred pound guy in the chair type thing. Well, I think they're called <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head what they're called, but they're oh they're no. <laughs> the way I envision it in my head is they do maybe have different races of this from like this group of nomads, but I don't think they have a planet they come from. I think they're staying in that jellyfish looking ship and continually moving because it's part of their journey is their mission. Um, High charity. It's such a weird name to call that thing too. It, it, it is a really, really weird name. Yeah. Um, but the boy's name was mercy. So that was weird too. <laughs> but I, I don't think that they have like a society. I think it's the higher ups, the guys with the long necks that are talking to Nikki and then, um, and then there's warriors. Like there's different versions of them, but you're warriors. You you are born into the site as a warrior. That's it. But I don't know. I just don't see I don't envision them as having a society. But I could be wrong. Cool. cool. So. All right. Well, anything else about uh oh Tendizi yes, we saw Moonfall. You're talking about uh, Moon Knight? Yeah, oh, Moonfall. Yeah, we already, yeah, Tim, we already talked about yeah. Moon Knight. <laughs> Unless you're talking about the movie Moonfall. No, I have not watched Moonfall. But... <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, let's go ahead and, if y'all got nothing else, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, the final thing. And honestly, I'm trying to rank which things of the three that I saw that I liked the most. And I, I couldn't really tell you because I really enjoyed all three things I saw this week. But let's continue with Picard because there was Those some are really different, really man. Picard. Huh? So it's hard to it's hard to compare them. They're all different. Yeah. They are all very, very different, very different stories. And uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed everything. I wasn't disappointed at all this week. So you know how I feel about Picard going in. Y'all still enjoying Picard? Thanks for making me watch it. Totally. Loving it. I am. Okay, I didn't get to talk about the last two episodes. Okay. Real quick, Greg, did you like the time travel or not? Did I like the time travel? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not upset with it. I understand it, and uh, I don't think they're messing. Well, there is something I'm going to point out here in a little while, but I don't think that uh, that they've done a bad job with time travel. Okay. Um, what is like your favorite time travel thing in all, like, all of like pop culture, movies, TV, and all that? What makes the most sense to you? Back to the Future. Boom. <laughs> well, aren't you lucky that the woman from Back to the Future directed episodes three and four? Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> No, I found that 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 she was in it to be very compelling. Um, Leah Thompson, I don't know if she is. I don't know if she contributed to anything else Star Trek, but like she was in this to win it. Mm-hmm. And when she directed, and then in this newest episode, she had a small role as like one of the mm-hmm. whoever. I thought the time travel was a little, just a little weird, but I thought that you had to like really rip that off real fast. If you don't, if you don't tell that story in and out real quick, you're going to get messy and you're going to sit in it. And I thought that they did a real good job with that. The thing with putting Rios in ice was just a little too on the nose, (laughs) but they made it work. Um, The queen, I, you know where this is going. I mean, like it's, 
I don't want to jump right into the, the fifth episode, but like the prior two episodes when they were really trying to keep her at bay and like learn from her, you're like, you know, you can't learn from like, I don't know a good way to describe it, but you can't learn from like a psycho person. Right. Everyone feels like they can dissect a brain and like try to figure out like how it works and how to backdoor your way in somehow. Yeah, it didn't work. You know, here we are in this fifth episode, and I find it very interesting that it it's going the way that it's going. Yeah, and your brain like the Queen Borg. <laughs> yeah, I like. Um, no, I'm, we'll jump into. We can talk about it, the last two episodes. However, you want to talk about it, we'll jump into writing this week too. Um, that situation right there with the Borg. We'll go ahead and talk about it, Borg Queen. I'm not gonna lie. When I watched it, I thought she killed her. Yeah. They, I they did. I really did. Well, no, no, pretty thick. Okay, w- okay. So the way they do it in the show is you see her point the gun, you see her pull that she, she hear it goes black, and you hear the gun go off. Okay. So originally I was like, okay, she shot the cop. Because in my mind I was like, she can't kill the board queen because she has to have her go back. But if she kills this guy, then the board queen can't take him over. So she killed the cop, and I was like, damn, they just made her do that. Then it goes back to where the show is killed the board queen, and I was like, oh, she she really did that, and I believed it. I'm not, I'm not as Star Trek-y as y'all, but I was like, wow, they really they really did that. Okay. Because I was like, okay, alternate. They're back in time. None of this stuff's going to stick. They they have liberties and stuff they can play with like that. Like, I'm sure every character that's been killed so far is going to come back at some point in time or by the end of the season. Um, but yeah, that really that one really got me. Like, I thought it happened. And I was like, wow, that, that's crazy. They went there. And then, of course, you get the reveal that it didn't. But um. Let's see. Let me go through some notes here. Um, oh, so the, the, the that that was kind of a cool trick how she did that, how she took control of the ship and actually called for the cops to come to the vineyard mm-hmm. and lured that cop there. I was like, oh, that's very. Who would have seen that happen? You got <laughs> internet. You got cell phones. Like that. That's now your stomping ground because the Borg yeah. have always been like, how do I make this system work for me? Mm-hmm. And they've always created like a assimilation. Yeah, the next best thing to make it all work for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I make jokes all the time about like the internet and <laughs> YouTube, ironically, being like the assimilation of like this century and like turn us into the um, idiocracy <laughs> of the current <laughs> world. <laughs> um, but no, like it's it's such a great. How could you not use that? The internet and cell phones like it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, let's talk about Renee, the character we see. We, we saw a glimpse of her at the end of the last episode. I thought it was just a throwaway girl for some reason. They just showed her to focus on what Q was trying to do. But this is actually the character that they they have finally figured out what they've come to do. And it's Picard's, what, great-great-aunt, they said? Something like that? Something on Look, I had another one of those moments. genius what she is. Oh, yeah, she's definitely a genius. I had another one of those moments. Remember a couple weeks ago, I was talking about how I have those moments when I'm watching shows where I see something. I'm like, I can't fucking believe they did that. And I write it down. And then two seconds later, as I'm writing it, they answer why they did that. And I'm like, okay, well, it makes sense. <laughs> happened right here. Because I was like, they're not going to say the reason they had to come back in time was because she didn't go on this ship because of anxiety. I was like, please tell me that's not what they're doing. And I even wrote it down. What the fuck? Anxiety, you know? And then... Literally, then it shows you, it zooms out and it shows you Q was the one that was in that room telling, giving her this thought and her idea. So I was like, okay, that makes a little more sense now. I can live with it like that. But, um, but they're playing with a realistic problem that like a lot of people 
deal with, deal with now, you know? I mean, like, no, I they, agree. They You're right. Anxiety is real. I'm, I'm not saying it's not real. You're, yeah. I just I, didn't I, want I'm not turning it into an issue. I'm just saying like, yeah. it's funny how they do that. It's yeah. funny how they, how they take, how they take that level of storytelling. And they're like, you know what? A lot of people really feel anxious all the time. Like, what do we do with that? And they right. turn it into like a major thing. Like, I don't know if anxiety would be as something that someone in her position would truly mm-hmm. go with. I mean, the, the girl's a genius. And like, we always deal with that. Um, am I good enough mentality? Like everyone kind of feels that to some extent, but I feel like she's been a test pilot. She was in college at like 16. I think is what they said. Mm-hmm. She turned around and like, now she's going to fly the Europa mission. I, I don't feel like anxiety is like on your plate. I feel like mm-hmm. that's more of like a Maverick Iceman, which only to point not to say that the trailer came out, but only to point out that simple fact, like you're a badass. Like those type of people like push the envelope. And that, and that was really my issue with it. Well, I said not actually having anxiety. I don't have a problem with people having anxiety. It was, it was the fact that I didn't know why that would happen. And it would change time until it goes back to the point where you see that Q's the one that's making her have this feeling. So told you. Like, okay. That makes told you it was Q. You're right. You called it. You were absolutely right. But they totally could have, like, Martha Wayne her ass, you know? I mean, like, just back alley shooter and been done with it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like there's different ways. But it's interesting that they used anxiety. That's all that I was trying to get to that point of, like, why? Why? And, like, okay, I can kind of buy it, but weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to point out, too, I think it's hilarious like the liberties that the people take, like the things people pay attention to sometimes when they're, when they have rules about stuff, they're following like, okay. So first of all, with, with Rafi and seven, who's, who's the ranking officer there? Like who, uh, out of those two, who, who outranks the other one? Or the, the same? Cause I mean, seven's always bossing her around. Like seven at this point is not in Starfleet, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's a ranger. So, okay. I mean, if, but then again, none of them are in Starfleet at this point, so yeah. it doesn't really fucking you know, matter. So anyway, so they're, they're, they're flying the Homeland Security bus, and they're saying you can't teleport him out of there. You just can't do it because butterflies, ramifications, people seeing that, you're going to change too many things. Okay, I get that. That's a valid argument. But then you're going to go release everybody on the bus, which I don't have a problem with everybody on the bus being released, but you're telling me that all those lives that in real life would have gone have now been freed and, and, and like, that's going to change things too. That's gonna That's a butterfly effect. And I was like, why would you focus so much on one thing and not the other? It just doesn't make any sense to me, but you have to. What was it I, years ago? Robin Williams used to make fun of the catch and release policy in New York city. <laughs> we do that at the border now. So it's like, go <laughs> like, yeah. I'll get you like tag. You're it. <laughs> All right, come back. No, you can go, you can go to jail again. Come on. I don't know. I, who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And like I said, that's just that's that's a nitpicky thing for me for me to look at and point out. I mean, there's absolutely no way you go back in time and it, it don't affect something, especially if you're going to interact with anybody. Then technically, you've affected something. So your whole point is to go back and to affect something, like yeah, yeah. exactly. So the doctor in this episode trying to save his daughter. Did y'all recognize that him? Yes. Because <laughs> that's another last thing. Because you don't not only hear the Picard. You hear soon, and I'm like, the hell, did it, really? They're going to bring him? Oh, okay. Because Dr. Soon in 
they're it, our little next generation. He's the one that created data. Okay. So that's why they're talking about the genetics. So I guess genetics is going to kind of come down the line to go into like cybernetics, you know, that kind of thing. It's a okay. season one thing, actually. This would have benefited you to see mm -hmm. season one. Okay. Um, because it's such a large part of that season. And the daughter was in that season. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, oh, don't worry, Ross. Like we, I've already kind of threw some stuff out there from last last week I'm, trying to describe. Yeah. It. Like, I'm already yeah, in season yeah. two anyway. I'm probably not even. <laughs> you should watch season one. Like, it's a, it's a perfect. There's, there's a lot of like like background pieces that would make sense going into into but, even though two is it's got its own legs to stand on. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, it plays a lot with Gerardi and the mm -hmm. fact that in in this episode right here, I mean, you have Brent Spiner, like he's the one who's like he is data mm -hmm. so he is the person like the last the season one would have kind of brought you to that point mm -hmm. if you didn't watch like tng or you didn't know a whole lot like about data like i remember sitting in the theater when independence day came out like that's data data you know <laughs> yeah. and like that's that same dude he's the same crazy doctor with the long hair in independence day like mm -hmm. that's this guy and like here he is but I didn't expect Jonathan Frakes not to bring data back in when he was given the opportunity. Because like when you were, when they say, Hey, come direct an episode or two, you're like, fine, but I want these toys to play with. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Frakes is going to get what he wants. Right. Yeah. I'm trying this, the storyline with him and his daughter, I thought it was an interesting one. And I, I, I find interesting how the introduction with him and Q and how Q gives him the cure, I guess, for a temporary type thing. So I'm wondering now, in this timeline, there, there's got to be two things that have happened now in this timeline that that, that Q's changed. One would be uh, Renee not going on this on this mission, and two, his daughter being saved. And I don't think it's necessarily just his daughter being saved, but now he's given him that vial of that cure, mm -hmm. and he says. And he's talking about how he can rid humans of uh, genetic imperfections, of disease, all this kind of stuff. Do you think that that's why in this alternate timeline, humans have such a superiority complex of humans are the, the, the universe should be full of humans or humans are the best in the universe? Because through this vi or this uh, cure, humans have now developed immunities to diseases and genetic defects and stuff like that. Do you, do you think they're tied in like that? possibility because that way it would kind of make like the human race like more superior you know because like that's basically what this mirror yeah. universe that's kind of what they're you know reaching for that's a much further reach than i would have thought hmm. at the time of watching the show i only thought that it was so that he could get the doctor on his side to stop picard or anyone else that's going to come and hinder his plan that he already has in place yeah, but why because, would he need the doctor on his side otherwise like why was it, does it well guess we don't know yet Right. Because Unless this is an insurance policy. <laughs> yes. So, well, I don't know if it's so much of an insurance policy as it is like a like a defense against the offense that he knows is coming. Mm -hmm. I, because of who the doctor is, mm -hmm. and what that person means to Picard, I felt like that was the reason why he went for it. Because if anyone's going to come back and stop him, you know, him and Picard play the whole cat and mouse thing mm -hmm. all the time. How is he going to like 
get Picard to like look the other way while he's trying to make all this stuff happen. And once again, from the first season, data has a lot to affect Picard still in his old age. So that face alone will like cause him to, to do mm-hmm. a double look before he makes a move. Right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. And, and I guess you could look at it almost twofold. It's another way to destroy the timeline or mess the timeline up. If mm-hmm. somehow or another Renee did get on the ship. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah. So I wanted to ask y'all, what is a watcher for? Like, I know it says it in this episode. It says they're to protect a particular person in a prime timeline that the, but you can't interfere. So what are you there for? Are you there just to watch? Like literally, I know your name's Watcher, but like if you if you're there to protect this person to make sure this person this happens, but you can't interfere, then what are you really there for? What are you answering the higher ups? <laughs> right. But like what is your point of you being there? Like literally just to watch. And I get you're a watcher. I get the name. It's very on the nose, but don't say your job is to protect point. the person if you can't do it. At some you know? point, you have to like make a call to someone, right? And I, I think that the problem with this whole thing is that the watcher didn't see this happening. I don't know. Uh, okay. You know, like they're they're there to make sure that the person continues on their path. And if at any point something happens, they can like step in and you know like fix it. Like you know, like she got shot. Well, nine one one, boom, ambulance, come on, come help her. But when like Q affects it, it's something that the watcher can't see. That makes total sense. Damn it, Ross, you made it make sense. That makes total sense. That's but right. then again, anytime you inject Q into anything, mm-hmm. there's always chaos. There's always chaos. You never see it coming. Much like the real world. <laughs> wow, dude, you just totally made that make sense for me. Like, yeah. You're welcome. Totally understand. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Cool. I I'll take last week's paycheck that you held back. <laughs> yeah, I got you. It'll be, uh, it'll, it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Oh, captured on purpose at the end. This this last scene with uh, the board queen and uh, Isaiah Judar. Gerardi. Gerardi, yeah. I know it's something with J and T and R. It took me a minute to figure out who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, this combination is cool. So she gets caught on purpose. And it's funny because I didn't expect her to get caught on purpose. I was like, oh, she screwed up when she got caught. But no, got caught on purpose. Total Oceans vibe. Yeah. You know, they they, they did the whole, like, we got to pull off a, a job and see what's going to happen. And I thought it was real. It was just enough of a feeling like, you know, we're going to pull off a heist. But without making it seem like it was going to be too stupid or crazy. So... At this moment, though, the rest of the crew does not know that she has her and the Borg Queen are kind of mind married, right? Yep. That'll definitely come back into play. And it gives them a way to get back home. So, two birds. It's interesting. I don't know how... Uh, I mean, they were setting this whole thing up with the whole her being lonely this whole entire time. Mm-hmm. You know? You got nine digital cats and no life, no man. Take a board queen. Well, she had one in the first season. She did. I do find it interesting that they have a double-barreled side-by-side shotgun in the spaceship. No, she (laughs) took it from the um, chateau. Did she? Okay. Okay. But it was like just hanging uh, over the mantle, and it was still in perfect Uh, working order, though. And loaded. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 
but uh, it's still a badass shotgun. You don't ever see side by sides like that. So, um, that's it for me, man. That's all I got in my notes. Independence Day stuff, Spiner, Board Queen Dead. Um, I don't understand the whole Loris being. I like. I get it for the show because you have the you're paying the actor and you want her to have a role, but I don't understand how she's um human in one timeline and not in the other. Now, that doesn't make sense to me. I wonder if it's kind of more like the data thing. Like, I find it interesting that so many of these aspects of fixing this problem all revolve around Picard mm-hmm. and to play with the play with his heartstrings, with his love interest and the face and everything else. It's, it's, it's enough to, to make me think that without making me be like, no, no, not possible. Like that's stupid. Uh, and I, when they switch the species, like I, I, I get what you're saying. Why go from Romulan to human? I don't have a good answer for that yet. I hope that they give us something or maybe the watchers aren't just people and the watchers are just like whatever the person reflects onto them. Like there's all, all sorts of stuff that you could think about. Yeah. That's actually a very logical explanation right there. That whatever you manifest in your mind to be. Is mm-hmm. what it is. Hmm. Who's like your that. watcher and whoever you imagine it would be. Oh. I like it. <laughs> Grace going with Nike chick from Halo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a good question. If you could, have, who would your watcher be? Oh, that's a question for next week. Y'all think about I it. Who's your watcher? Be? Like somebody's watching me. <laughs> the thing about it would it matter because it's like you wouldn't see them. You would never know. Yeah, that's true. So you want to be somebody that I guess somebody you don't like. <laughs> no, because you see that person everywhere. <laughs> yeah, God, I want to hit that person in the face every time. Well, then Jared Leto would be the watcher for a lot of people. Right? Oh. Right. Callback. Full Not episode callback. Two hours and one minute right there. Circle. Full circle, man. Mm. You got to do it. Um, you got anything else about Picard this week? I like it, man. I like how each episode, to me, feels like it leaves off at, the, at a great point. Not such mm-hmm. a cliffhanger that it's like, what's going to happen next season? But like just enough to where it's it's making you want to watch that next episode. Mm-hmm. Each episode has done that for me. Yeah, this this is a show that hasn't disappointed for me yet. Um, you know, all in all, what about you, Sarah? Anything else you got about Picard? Like like I said, I'm just I'm just kind of curious to see what Q's issue is because he's given hints like there's something not right with him too. So I'm like, mm, we're gonna do this again, okay. So maybe he's getting, he's trying to figure out his own issues too by talking to Dr. Sims. Who the hell knows of that guy? You got, you got to remember too, in the first episode, he went to Picard for help. Mm -hmm. We still haven't figured out like. And even Picard was like, you dude, you're off. Something's off with you. So. Well, I think, I think it's from what I'm picking. I don't know as much about Q as y'all do, but from what I'm I'm picking up on it, he's, I think he's almost going to use this Renee situation as like a hostage type thing. Like he needs help. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do this, or I'm gonna make this happen, type thing. You know, and that could be a possibility because that's not beyond him. So we'll see. But. It's really weird that they have, but they're halfway through this season, and they've really kept Q to a minimum. 
makes me. Oh, they're gonna turn it up. They're gonna turn episode. it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a cute heavy episode, I'm sure. So. To have him have that scene, you know, the snap, and she's sitting there because you know, like to me, like I didn't make sense of like who's the blonde chick that he's trying to seductively talk to without saying anything to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very weird. But it worked. I mean, clearly, like, it pushes you on to the next episode, and then you learn that's Renee and, like, mm-hmm. all the things that come with it. It's just strange that, like, the last we saw of him was, you know, he can't get it up. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's funny, too, because they, they showed that scene in the last episode where he's gone back, snap, or, you know, snapped with Renee, and you don't know who she is or anything. I think that that was actually that scene was meant to be placed before he even went and saw Picard the first time. Cause like that was the, that was the moment where he was just going to snap his finger and make her not get on the thing. He realized he couldn't do it, went back to Picard. And now he, that's why he became the psychologist was to plant that seed. What if, just... what if all that happened in real time and he couldn't change the way that she thought? And what if the data is the backup plan? And that's really, the thing that changed everything hmm. because when he snapped and nothing happened, did he have any influence over her period? Does he have any influence over her period or are they using her as the, um, can't think of a good acronym or, or metaphor for it, but you know, is she the thing that they're chasing after that makes no difference? Are they right. going to find out in the eighth or ninth episode that it's not that it's data or doctor? Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I could definitely see it. So, okay, just out of curiosity, are you are you, y'all telling me that this doctor is actually Data, or he creates? No, it's it's no. Doctor. Oh, I forgot what his first name Based was. Based off of the Doctor. Okay, got but it. he I, I, apparently he must have been like that. I don't want to say ancestor, but you know, like of Doctor Noonien Soong. Doctor Noonien Soong was the one that created Data. Okay, so he is a reason why Data. Like a relative. He's a okay. he's a relative of that. Of that line, okay, that and that's probably where it all started from. Hmm. Especially since he was showing he's in genetics, and then, like I said, once she once she meet Noonien soon down the line, when he creates data, he's in the cyber, the cybernetics with the, you know, that kind of thing, like the positronic uh, brain, all that kind of shit. I did want to mention one last thing. I just thought of the, uh, they're in two thousand twenty two at this time, right? Twenty four. Four. Okay, for either way, it's two two years. So in two years, they had that technology where you can just throw that thing up in the air and it creates a force field. In twenty twenty four, are we gonna? Man, that'll be cool. That'll be cool. That's Wait, we, we were supposed to have flying cars win. Yeah, that's true. In the year two thousand, <laughs> self lacing shoes. Yeah, we have that. That's true. They did make. We have, we, I mean, do we take? Do we really have hoverboards? I mean, do we really have hoverboards? No. I mean, we have really ever really have a word in my lifetime. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Siri still doesn't know. listen to me, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> She's not taking over anytime soon. Yeah. Well, that's all I got, y'all. Notes are done. Shows are done. News is out. You got anything else you want to talk about? Well, let's get the hell out of here then. Yes. All right. Well, uh, Sarah, where can they find you at if they want to talk to you? You can find me on the Twitter at My Lady Kitten. I'll bounce around there a little bit. Um, 
Fun night, fun it. And find me here Friday nights. Um, and like Katie said, you know, joining her on Slice of Film, which is going to be really fun. But um, I don't know. That's pretty much about it. I can't believe she's never seen Training Day. That's crazy. But yes, hit Sarah up. Check all that stuff out. Uh, I'm going to be doing Slice of Film with Sarah and Katie on Training Day pretty soon because that's a, just a must watch. So, <laughs> Ross, we're going to find you at, buddy. Uh, right here. This is it. <laughs> this place. Right here. You can find me anywhere else. Good on you. Yeah. Then you are smart. <laughs> you did some deep, dig deep or deep digging then. So, uh, and you can find me at the Bat Daddy Fifty Two on Twitter. It's my personal handle at SCS Podcast One is the show handle. Uh, we do this live every Friday night at nine PM Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. Audio drops Monday mornings on any podcatcher of your choice. Uh, give us a like. Give us a review. Tell a friend. Share the show. You know, uh, always growing. We like that people come in the chat and uh, be in the chat room live with us, and we'll try to. I'll try to keep up with it and post this stuff. I'm not nearly as good as Cody last year. <laughs> keep the grand podcast, but uh, but I'll try to. We try to interact with you, get some stuff in there. So if you want to be part of the show, come check us out live on Fridays. But other than that, man, Just I am like ten. amped. Ten, have huh? a good night. That's right. Yeah, bye, Tim. Much love, buddy. <laughs> Y'all, I'm amped. I got the rest of the weekend off. Carolina Duke tomorrow. It's just, it's, it's, it's gonna be nice. So. I'm excited. I get a dial up. I'm actually we're actually going to a little charity event tomorrow night, which they're going to be streaming the game there too. So you know, North Carolina. Oh, the game's going to be everywhere. Right. Be Pinkies up. You going fancy? You a black tie? Yes, I got the. I got to pull up the heels, get the hair done, a little makeup, a little, little sparkly dress to wear. You know, nice, like, nice, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'll send you guys a photo. Don't worry. I'm sure <laughs> I don't dress up much. Oh, classes. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. We're trashy white people. We can make this work. <laughs> 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 all right y'all let's get out of here uh, i guess until next week y'all keep pounding bye guys later